0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to One Nation Radio. I am your host, James Boyd, and here with me, I have
1: Senior Analyst of Simon Cotton. What's going on, man? Ain't nothing much. Just a uh, surprisingly great WrestleMania, but wow. wow, I'm just, I'm just uh, yeah, there's some things I didn't like, obviously, but overall, they did right by the fans, so wow. changing up a little bit. Not going to be negative this for, for once. Positive got- Simon. How about yeah. that? No
0: yeah. you don't worry, yo. We make it fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, folks. Uh, just, just to give you guys a heads up, uh, what's going on with Rich? Today is Rich's birthday. As we're recording this, we record, we always record this right after SmackDown. Uh, this is the same case, he decided to take a break because me and him have been to New York and back, watched a lot, a lot of wrestling. Uh, so he wanted a night off with uh with his with his family and um and but whatever, it's, it's all good. But um, we're gonna. Reason to go ahead and get into it. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to give, uh, we're going to you know kind of go over our thoughts and opinions, short form on SmackDown. I'm sorry on a NXT takeover from the weekend and also WrestleMania, and then we'll get into the reviews for the show. So, uh, Sam, what do you think about NXT Takeover New York? Not Brooklyn Five, but New York. <laughs>
1: it's gonna it's gonna for me forever that they decided not to just name it Brooklyn Five and just complete the series (laughs) dude every
0: single time we were out there talking people at the shows we went to I kept calling it Brooklyn and had to stop myself and every time I stopped myself I kind of kept getting annoyed because it's not Brooklyn Five it's New York and it's stupid for why why it's called New York because it's in Brooklyn like it's always been the same exact building and we're not gonna have a Brooklyn this year so I don't know what they're doing. Whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But That's pretty overall, much what claimed about on that show. The show was awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> as I said, I'm not a, as, as, for those of you who don't know, I'm not an avid viewer of NXT like um, where James here is. But I always watch it every once in a while. And I especially, have, I've never missed a TakeOver, I think since, uh, I think since the first TakeOver, actually because i was because back then I was just listening trying to see juice and thunderliigo <laughs> and paying for the whole show it was that good uh and I keep up with pretty much all the takeovers and this one was another great one right. I, I have no complaints whatsoever my favorite match of the night gotta give it to my man velvet Team dream the amazing entrance and the nice little nice little bout with matt riddle and unlike WrestleMania where everything gets 10, everything basically got 10 minutes except for the triple H match. Oh, like, God. <laughs> I had to sneak that in there. Um, like, it, there's not, there's not, there's not, I can go on and on about NXT, but since it's, that's your baby. So I think I'll let you talk about <laughs> it. Today.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. I think it's the best takeover ever. Um, and if it's not the best, then second best it is. There wasn't you a single said, uh, match on okay. there that I wouldn't describe as uh, great. I would even call it the women's match, which is the worst match I on it. I would have I given that four stars or whatever you want to call it. Um, so I thought it was a great match. I thought that, you know, I was kind of worried about doing the Walter title change here as opposed to leaving that for the uh, for the UK fans. But I'm sure there's going to be a rematch. I'm sure to probably have a better match this time around. I still thought the match was awesome, one of the best matches of the year, Around, around the entire world, I'd probably give it like a 475. But, um, yeah, uh, you know, there's a combination of like 15 months and like, I think five takeovers. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, six takeovers for to, to get to this point with Johnny where he becomes NXT champion. He's the greatest NXT here of all time. He, you know, first triple threat. Oh, sorry, not triple Uh, uh I'm sorry. Uh was it not Triple Threat, Grand Slam, no, not Grand Slam. I forgot what it's called. Oh, Triple Crown, uh, first Triple Crown NXT year with the North American and the tag and now the NXT title. All it's of, uh all of fantastic matches. The yeah. man never hit the points. Yeah. All of them bangers. So I mean that was a thumbs up, so I guess now we gotta talk about WrestleMania, right?
1: Uh, uh, real quick though, before we move on. Now you mentioned that this is the, probably the greatest takeover ever. Now correct me if I'm wrong, but you said the one I think last year or the year before that was one of the better ones.
0: I think. That, I think
1: that.
0: I think that last year's uh, WrestleMania takeover. So that's New Orleans was until oh. was just knocked off. Or, but if not, it's it, they're the top two. There's nothing else <laughs> that's above it. Those are the top two.
1: Man, it's the WrestleMania of NXT. There's,
0: yeah, apparently no, so I mean all right. they all you know to be fair this year they kind of cheated when they brought in Walter versus Dunn like <laughs> I mean they could have slotted in Keith Lee and Dijakovic but the you know this Walter thing was like this is the beat or you know, you know kind of bring him in uh, in that way to the American scene or whatever else even though he's had matches in America but my point is like this is like the this is like the most people I've ever among Americans I've ever seen of him like that was a big thing and it was also cheating because he's like a dead ringer right so um, <laughs> but moving on to Wrestlemania I thought that um, obviously there's issues with the length of the show but honestly for me this is more or less just like last year's show except huh? except we got The people that needed to win the matches, won matches. The right people won one. And that made the show so much more enjoyable to watch. It still fell off a cliff when Kofi Kofi won the same faction that... It fell off a cliff after the Rousey mixed tag
1: match. Another indication that they don't need to make these shows a a marathon or half a day. Yeah, but, you know,
0: I don't have the same frustration of like, oh my God, they just like, what the fuck did they just do, like, they just beat Roman, they just left Roman a bloody mess, and he's still gonna be the top guy, and he's the top guy that just got neutered in front of the world, and now what, this is stupid, as as opposed to, oh, yeah, we got all these, you know, places, in, uh, pieces in place, and we're going to follow through with them, and not, you know, try to get too cuter, you know, or fuck with the fans, so, I really enjoyed the part of the show where I just didn't feel like I ever got really swerved or or antagonized because I'm a mark, right? So, just along with that is a thumbs up and a step forward from last year. Now, you know, obviously, don't do as many matches. Cut show, or the show down. Um, no more Triple H matches. No more Shane matches. Oh my um, Who else is on the card that shouldn't be there? No more doing this shit. Wasting time with Cena, whatever else, showing this thing up. Well, okay. you. You, know, you know, Look, now we right now doing WWE versus the port versus uh the transportation department for New Jersey right now because they swerved them on the time. They told them they were going to get out before twelve, and apparently they didn't.
1: Man, I'm so thank God y'all didn't go.
0: <laughs> oh no, <Nah>. no, <Nah. laughs> I wasn't going. I not going. I mean, no knock against their shade against WrestleMania. I, you know, I really considered that of going because of the Kofi thing. Once it, you know, once it only seemed like it was going to happen, but it's still Jersey. I was, <laughs> we were staying at Queens. That's a whole trip. That's that's a whole trip. Um, and I, you know, I kind of followed the weather the entire time. So I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, this ain't the way. So. <laughs> you know i i, I kind of lucked out on that one and also once you know super suplex or suplex mania and everything was you know kind of boom 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 right to back, back to back so it was too a time thing to try to do to try to drudge it so um no magazine when it did go to wrestlemania because wrestlemania is always an experience that i think a wrestling fan should go to now that it's coming um to tampa you know which is a rock throw from where i stay like 20 minute trip um I'm probably going to go to this one, especially if I can get, you know, Kyrie on the power ship, that's definitely going to go down, right? But, um, I thought it was a great show, I thought the Kofi Bryant match was one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time, um, I, you know, the, there's got people that have issues with the Ronda thing and the, and the finish of that match, but whatever, the right person won, ultimately... Um, I don't feel like it's a Sting, Hogan, <laughs> uh, Nick Patrick clusterfuck of, uh, my middle proportions, but you know, don't it's bring something that up, I button. feel like i overlook. And Honestly, if you give me feel good, I'm willing over, or something I enjoy as a viewing product, like I'm willing to over to forgive some flaws It's when you fuck with me and swerve me and give me bullshit, <laughs> then I, you know, that's why I, I go you know nuclear on the show at some times because i know like you're doing something stupid and it's only gonna lead to something stupid because look at the track record but they came through and i'm willing to forgive like you know sh- matches don't, don't matter or whatever else or too many matches or show too long
1: yeah uh i now many of you who've ever if you ever listened to one nation radio or just seen some of my blogs, you'll know that rest, the previous year's WrestleMania, WrestleMania 34, I thought that show was terrible for the most part because it falls off a humongous cliff after the match with Ronda Rousey, Kurt Angle, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon. It's like all the big matches that were supposed to deliver didn't deliver at all because even though people didn't like Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar happening again, they expected a good match. Yep. What we thought was an embarrassment stuff right AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the second time ever in wrestling history they had only wrestled one time somewhere else and they were bringing it to the WWE yeah. and, and they, that time it was a banger exactly it ended up being just okay and it took them four months for WWE to finally let them hey put on a really great match now um what else ha I don't, I can I oh, talk about. I mean nothing. you had the whole
0: segment with, with Elias and Cena and Undertaker that went like forever. <laughs> all right.
1: I'm um, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not trying to get mad so I don't want to dwell on it. I say all that to say You had the Alexis
0: I'm sorry, you had the Alexa and um Nia match that went like five or, or four or five minutes way too long. Uh Turn of thing. Uh when was the Shane match? The Shane and Brian match where they had Brian they immediately Stella, stretch or Stella drive Stella, him even though all we wanted was that man to be in the ring and wrestle again and then lo and behold look at this year he's in the ring and he's wrestling again and it's, you know people love
1: it I yeah it's crazy but yeah i say all that to say <laughs> i didn't really care for wrestlemania 34 i actually ended up watching 33 back more than i ever watched 34 and i didn't care for that one but uh WrestleMania watch
0: parts or the whole thing
1: parts <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> Because yeah. even even the most diehard of of uh, of you know, WWE supporters I've seen have tried to go back and rewatch that monst- that that long ass match or long ass show and
1: even they have tapped out. So Yeah. But <laughs> but I, like I said, I say all this to say WrestleMania thirty five, it was a really good show. Some people are calling it great. I actually called it great a little bit earlier. I was just being a little bit facetious. It was definitely mm-hmm. a good show. Uh one of the few thing, one of the big things that keeps it from being great is just time. Right. Now, now for few, now to put this in perspective, the day before WrestleMania, I had this big event to go to, and I was working as a photographer and stuff. So I, I used a lot of energy that the day before. So when WrestleMania came along, I was watching good for the most part. After the after the Brian Kofi match, which is basically like that was the main event for me for the most part. That was a, that, that was the pinnacle. Right. I didn't do it on purpose, but I think after the Roman Reigns-Drew McIntyre match, I just fell asleep because I had no more answers. <laughs> not, not a knock on the show, though, because I was looking forward to Batista's last match. I was a big fan of him growing up, and I was definitely looking to see what they were going to do in the main event. So I ended up having to re-watch it uh, yesterday. And overall, the show was good, but the biggest problem is these, the length of this show. So many of these yeah. things didn't need to happen. Like, off the top of my head, these this pre-show basically is pointless, with exception to the cruiserweight championship match because the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship match with the Edgeheads, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, that was not built up at all. If they if that had been Alistair Black and Ricochet, that would have made sense. Instead, it was just these two guys who are from the New York New Jersey area. So let's put them on the show and give them a win even though it's basically going to make the tag titles more worthless than they currently are. Uh, Carmella winning the women's battle royale. Pointless. They didn't even do anything with her on SmackDown when we get to that. Uh, Braun Strowman winning the the Andre the Giant battle royale. <laughs> it's funny how his career is trophy. Right. <laughs> right. It's funny how he, his career declined and th- it's actually funny when you think about WrestleMania 33 because that was where he made his WrestleMania debut from an in-ring standpoint.
0: As a single, yeah,
1: yeah, and he doesn't win that match. It ends up being Mojo O'Reilly who does nothing. The next yeah. year, he he's wrestling. He's he's winning tag team championships with a child in the most in the closest <laughs> thing WWE has ever done to a David Arquette moment. And then finally, after multiple title shots and big pay per views, and get these hands and Roman Reigns assaults and pulling down. Bannisters on Kane and Brock Lesnar and all this craziness. He His career is now, this is his biggest accomplishment since winning the tag team titles, winning the freaking Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale. That's ridiculous. Uh,
0: I would put money in the bank above winning the Andre because winning money in the bank um, has led to a lot of great moments in WWE history. Not a single, a one there's, great been, moment. there's been exactly one great moment out of any, uh, Andre winner and that's when Cesaro in the very first one uh hawks up Big Show in that in the shotgun position and body slams him over the top rope. That's it. Now, it was all down there from there. Now um, you mentioned
1: that Braun Strowman Money in the Bank moment. What was the great moment that came out of that? <laughs> Roman Reigns winning the title?
0: But I am just saying like the prestige of <laughs> the, I'm Battle. just saying that I'm just saying that it's a more prestigious thing to win money in the bank to be the Andre Winner because the Andre Winner is like it's freaking yep. it's Think about it. It's Mojo Rally's. It's Matt Hardy's. Is washed. It's, um... Big Show. It's Big Show who's washed. It's, Corbin. it's Baron Corbin who... Ugh. So, you get my, you get my point. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah uh, get any, to anything else you wanna, any other final thoughts yeah. on WrestleMania?
1: Yeah, I just want to get these last two things out. The first thing being the Universal Championship match, uh... I'm not a fan of opening matches or opening shows with your world championships. I hated WrestleMania 27 for doing that. Despite me loving WrestleMania 28, I hated the fact that the world championship match started that show. And I hate it even more when you consider what happened. But, uh, I'm not a fan of these universal, uh, these, uh, world title matches opening shows, but Hey, they got the title off Brock. So I guess I can't complain too much. Um, and overall, yeah, it was just a great show. Favorite match, obviously, Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston becoming the fourth ever black world champion under WWE. I'm not giving him credit for stuff WCW did.
0: So what, is Mark Henry, Booker T, The Rock, and now Kofi? Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sound so excited, Jay. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled. It's like four, huh? 60, 60 <laughs> some odd years. Kofi's not a 51st WWE champion. He's the second black one. Wow. Like, I don't, I don't know how, if y'all know how demographics exactly go, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's below the threshold. <laughs> right. Um, there been don't act like there ain't been a bunch of just whacker shitty WWE champions or world champions of that. Like there's Jack Swagger's, there's you know, you know post uh how do I say it's post masking Kane championship runs when Kane's oh. out here like you know having some of the worst few having like the worst few in WWE like almost every single year in the two thousands. So yeah, it's
1: I can't yeah. not to mention I can't even think of a good. Bit. Like, even the stuff he did with Undertaker was, like, kind of washed. You talking about 2010? Yeah. That shit was trash. <laughs> like, the shit have, that was trash, too. I did not help him sell? And he, like, opened the urn, and the Undertaker got <laughs> went into shock or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm glad for Kofi because he, you know, right now, he's the hottest thing going in, um in WWE right now. Um it, for right now, we'll see how it goes in the future because like they brought McIntyre over there for a reason uh, tonight. But yeah, I I thought that um, for me the the three big moments on the show with uh, with with Seth and and with Kofi and with Becky it overrode so much of the stuff that I would say was just more or less just there. It wasn't necessarily bad. It wasn't necessarily good. It wasn't necessarily even great. But it was just stuff that was just there. And it, and it didn't feel... Because the amount of matches kind of bogged you down. It, and, you know... The, the Steph... Or sorry, the tri- Triple H and Hunter thing was just like... It shouldn't have gone that long. But, yeah, let's just move on to... Uh, let's move on to Raw. Um, the show opens with Seth coming out. And then we get a, a recap of his match from 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 the night before and then you get huge you deserve it chance and then Seth responds by saying no you all deserve it he's been waiting a long time to hold his title above his head and it took um, climbing Everest and the a beating from the most dominant champion in WWE history um, and he says that he wants to be real for a minute. He says he feels terrible. It feels like he got ran over by a Mack truck. He took German suplexes and F5s on the floor and he, he got back up. He took everything brought. Lesnar had to dish out and he got back up. He, and he may have uh, engaged in some questionable tactics for what the you mean may have. <laughs> Yeah. That's you may have of nuts. Yeah. I mean, but to be, tr- to be fair, Trump whooped his ass for the bell, right? Yeah. We... It's, it's like, okay, I'm. I'm matching fire with fire. Fair game. Like, I'm not a damn boy scout. I'm just a, I'm just not an asshole.
1: It, it, makes, it makes sense, considering what Seth, Seth Rollins' career so far. In WWE. <laughs> this man betrayed his own brother. So, yeah, I believe he'll hit, hit Brock Lesnar in the lunch and not feel any guilt about that. Makes sense yeah.
0: to me. So, he said that... Uh, that he didn't do anything that to Brock would to Brock do to him. And the last you he heard that Brock and Heyman were headed to Las Vegas, you know, Vader using Las Vegas as code for UFC. And Seth says, as far as he's concerned, he can stay in Vegas.
1: Oh, Facts.
0: Hey, Hey, I, I get it. I, I true. Yeah. That's some, that's some real, that's some real lame trash talk. However, he can stay his ass <laughs> over there. Stay oh, on I- that side.
1: Oh, I agree, but it's not gonna happen. Oh yeah, we know. That. My question is like, you mean I can make six million dollars a year and wrestle four times? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Uh so Seth
0: says uh he's not just a champion, he's also a fighting champion, and then he gets interrupted as Biggie hops on the house mic and says I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do the big E, but he he introduces himself and Kofi as the new champion and the New Day comes out and come down to the ring. And then Kofi says that um this isn't a superstar shakeup. That's next week. And then Big E explains that they're there. that they're there here because last night was uh was a celebration and they just couldn't wait for SmackDown. And Xavier says that Xavier says that uh last night Ronald's won this title and Big E um also mentions that, also talks up uh, Kofi's title win real big, and he says he deserves it, and Kofi talks about the women's match last night and Becky, we get some Becky chants, so then he says, how about we do WWE Champion versus, univer- or versus Universal Champion, no shield, no New Day, just one-on-one, title for title, and then Rollins accepts, so then we get Curt Hawkins, and uh, they come out to the ring, and then we get Curt Hawkins and a, t- a WrestleMania rematch for, I guess the revival. So uh, I thought that, you know, uh, championship rematches were antiquated. No, not a thing anymore. We for- you're supposed to forget that, huh?
1: Yeah. The same way. I think I wrote this in the article I did about the women's main event or the, or the bill to, and just talking about how Stephanie, the man, Vince, the man and triple H all injected themselves into the storyline. Like two months after they promised they were done injecting themselves in storyline One month. Oh, that's, that's even worse. <laughs> one month. It took them one
0: month to take uh, Braun Strowman's Royal Rumble title shot away from Matt. But Stephanie promised it to him so uh, Brock or Braun would no longer uh, or wouldn't uh, tear up the show. Yeah, that took them one month to do that. And then two months, uh, and then a month after that, that's when they uh, took Becky out of the match.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, so real quick about this. Uh, are they like, signaling that the brand split is ending real soon because they are just liberally just putting these Raw and Smackdown superstars on the opposite shows now. I don't you know. Already got, you already got the women's titles unified, the United States Championship and Incontinental Championship. Like, I'm pretty sure the U.S. title could disappear right now and no one would miss it.
0: I don't know. I think it's kind of to give you the anything can happen type of feel, but eventually like after the shakeup, they're gonna, you know, it's gonna be right back to, you know, you're on that side, I'm on that side until, like, Royal Rumble, or, I'm sorry, Survivor Series, and then somebody somebody will uh, come out on the Go Home Show, and then you'll be like, oh, or the Go Home Show, the Survivor Series, you'll be like, oh, uh, what is so-and-so doing here on Raw? What is so-and-so doing here on SmackDown? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Kurt Hawkins versus Zack Ryder. It was a good match. Um, okay, so Ryder had a well. heart attack uh, that led to a near fall during the commercial break. After the break, Ryder uh, made a hot tag running wild on both of the guys on the revival. He dished out uh, a broski boot and it tagged in Hawkins, and he hit a flying elbow drop for two. Hawkins finally, uh, he landed awkwardly on his leg, but it was just he was just faking it, which led to a small patch for a near fall. Uh, they went back and forth to a rival hit. Uh, Ryder with a shadow machine, but Hawkins made a blind text and almost saw it. So he slipped behind and and
1: uh, Dawson for a schoolboy for the win. Um, I'm glad they wore different gear tonight, so so Ryder and uh, Dash didn't look the same. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, I'm not, uh, they literally have the same yellow and white. I'm like, who made this decision? <laughs> <laughs> so after the match
0: we end up getting a Baron Corbin promo where he comes out and he talks he runs down Kurt Angle so Angle comes out or he also runs down the crowd for shitting on him for not being worthy of being in the spot which okay so you're mad at people for being mad at you for being in the spot it's like okay how mad is this <laughs> so um out comes, Corp, or out comes Angle and then uh angle says that he wishes uh corbin the best of luck and then uh they shake hands he sees the hands they shake hands he Said bad luck picks him up angle slam crowd pops and then out comes Lars sullivan who you know was scheduled to be on raw back in february right it's like february when yeah. they had like
1: it we was supposed to lead into a match with john cena at wrestlemania this year
0: well never, but... we'll never mind that part i mean like they were teasing like the debuts of that, that, that batch of, of the, of the lower cart NXT years, like Nikki cross and uh heavy machinery and Lacey Evans and EC3. That was like February.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I think it was a little bit before that. Actually, actually. Uh,
0: You're right. I'm sorry. Because February was when they brought in like the ringers, like the Garganos and the blacks and the, and the ricochets and the, uh, and the champas. Uh, that was, that was actually like right after they did the they brought in uh, Vince, so that was like mid December, and they were even teasing Lars like as far back as like the night after Survivor Series. So that's a hell of a debut. Like that's almost like when Brotus Clay showed up when they chono's showing those dark vignettes, like he's gonna be a monster and he shows up as <laughs> Funkadactyl months later. But at don't least model. he decided to go follow through of like, yeah, uh, Lars is here to cause pain, destruction, and chaos.
1: Now he in that metal slab. He ain't with that dancing nonsense. Yeah, yeah. As he proved. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I have really no notes on the Lars thing when he comes out in a tax angle. He, he you know, he, he hits some with his, with his finishes, freak accent, and then he gives me diving headbutt from like probably across, halfway across the ring, which is impressive for a dude that big. Um,
1: you well, know, I thought they were done with the diving headbutts uh, a while back.
0: Yeah, like in two thousand seven, you mean? <laughs> or two thousand? Yeah,
1: two thousand seven. That's is that what you mean? That I and... Mean, that and kind of like Brian. Yeah, I was like, yep. ain't that ain't that basically what helped contribute to his issues?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's whatever. I, look, I don't think he's going to be doing that that often. I think that is, that should be like his super finisher or his big move in a big spot at a big show. What, you mean go, like, 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 Look at him. Does he, look at that dude. Does that dude like somebody needs to leave his feet? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> not <laughs> at all. A, you know what I mean? So like that's, that's, that's going so to be his Mark Henry uh, chair to the leg <laughs> spot.
0: <laughs> Whatever you want to call it, like that's like the that's like his Brock Lesnar uh, Shooting Star Press, something like that, right? Like I'm about a move
1: like, you man. ain't never seen him do ever
0: again. <laughs> exactly. Like if <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is like if you have a wrestler that looks like if, if Braun Strowman is the Incredible Hulk, and you have this guy that can be your new, uh, uh your new thing from the Fantastic Four, then you. Do you ever do you ever see any of those fights when he was saying his clubber in time that he was going to go out here and give you a, and jump off the top rope? I never got that impression from the thing. So you save that for a big moment, a big spot. I think that's just a thing to do to show you how athletic he is and how he's not just just some big lumbering guy. Um, and you know, like for me, I think that you need to keep Braun and uh, and guy far away from each other as, po- as possible. And, like, only let them, like, get like get into it when it's, like, oh Royal Rumble or it's, like, you know, it's a, a tag-in face-to-face moment during the Survivor Series or something like that. Like, But other than that, you need to keep, if you're really trying to push uh, Lars, like, give him the rocket, you must keep him away from having him anywhere near Strowman right now because he's going to look unimp- less impressive by being next to him because he's not nearly as tall. He's, like, 6'3". He's not 6'7", or whatever, like, like Strowman is.
1: It's a shame he's not, because otherwise, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't mind a little tag team run with those two.
0: Oh, my God. That'd be like the New Brothers destruction. <laughs> In fact, you know what? Now that you mention that, scratch that.
1: I want them as a tag team. Like <laughs> a tag- <laughs> They'll never lose. And then but- at WrestleMania, we get the big blow-off match.
0: Yes. we can, I, I mean, yikes. Like, Make it fall apart anywhere. Just that, That's all you got to do. That'd be an awesome tag team. Oh, they, they just squash everybody for like a year. I, I love it. There's, there's, a, there's two gigantic sweaty men clobbering people. <laughs> like, just, Like oh, oh, Ricochet, Alistair Black, oh, you haven't taken a pin yet? All right, just wait. <laughs> just you wait. <laughs>
1: oh, man. Well, coming up next is something I'm pretty sure you're going to hate because it just reminds you so much.
0: Oh, my fucking God. I'm, yeah, go ahead.
1: Uh. <sighs> okay, so... Yeah. so.
0: I, I, you want me to do it or you, or what do you want to do?
1: I mean she's your girl, so uh oh got All right.
0: So um yeah, so after this after the whole entire angle, uh Corbin and Lars thing, we end up getting an um, announcement next week the the uh superstar shake up for Raw and SmackDown will be next week in Montreal. Uh so are starting in Montreal for Raw. So <sighs> Early, we we were told that on social media, Alexa Bliss issued a social media, sorry, a challenge to Bayley or Sasha over social media uh, after they uh, lost their titles, their tag team titles. So Bayley accepted and came out alone. Uh, The match started, so we get like Alexa Bliss' first match is like maybe not even Evolution, before Evolution, like this was like September.
1: Yeah. she's been on, she's been on the ice man yeah
0: like last time she had a match was like right before they were setting up to do the um Mickey in Alexa versus trish and lita thing at level evolution so that's like September or, or maybe even October um yeah so the match starts and it's not good it's a three minute like it's actually like a yeah like three minute thing um so belly uh, uh, did a sunset flip into a powerbomb and the power bomb ends up driving Bay- Alessa Bliss, who's been out for months with, you know, worries about her brain, you know, not being well enough for wrestling anymore because of concussions, and they have her roll her with a sunset flip powerbomb into the middle fucking rope with the back of her head so she can't see when it's coming or no, can't even brace herself nothing, just that. And I was like, wow, that WWE safety. So, <laughs> um... Bailey end up getting the two count out of that, even though it's the middle turnbuckle of doom spot. And then uh, Bliss followed that up with a DDT for that, that no one saw coming and no one thought as a finish. Shows another flat finish from Alexa Bliss finisher, which is like oh, wow. her go-to. Those are those are back, man. Yeah. So then we get a commercial to promote the uh, celebration for the WWE title with Kofi Kingston tomorrow on SmackDown, which. Makes it makes you think, well, oh, wait a second. How are you promoting something when he could possibly not be the champion as, in a few hours because he's in the middle of a title of a title match in the main event of Raw? Shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's you know, sometimes I complain about why New Japan or some of the Japanese promotions like Stardom, they don't announce their cars until like the very last second when they come over here. And then you see shit like this and you're just like, okay, we need like a middle ground. We
1: need to find a middle ground with these wrestling promotions
0: so anyway we get a Becky oh, yeah. promo.
1: she yeah, comes out a-
0: and a- sorry
1: I said yeah the New Japan gotta amend that policy for the at least for the US
0: all you need to do is announce one or two big matches and then everybody will be upset but like you, you need to put out with your big your ace gun or you know whatever thing is and go from there or something else that's not for a title or won't give away your booking like you can book in a way to not give away the rest of your booking it's, it's not that hard <clears throat> so Um, Becky comes out with one of the tiles around her waist and the other her shoulder. Derek clips from the wind last night. And then uh, she said that she used to work in a bar not too far from the Barclays like, ten, like nine years ago. And the crowd chants, you deserve it. She thanked them and she said, we did it. She gleefully ends up cheering and calling herself Becky Two Belts and the crowd chanted that as well. She recalled that months ago... Um, all of the months of Ronnie and, and Rick's father running their mouths, running her down. Said that uh, when it was all said and done, uh, she walked to her. She walked in with nothing and left with everything. Uh, she knew that she was wasn't the fastest or the strongest person in the company, uh, but she left home at 15 years old and she was taught and that taught her how to survive. And she would always find a way to overcome and win in the end. And the crowd chanting, "You're the man!" And Ron and uh, she was end up saying uh you hear that ronnie you look responding to the crowd you hear that ronnie you little weirdo and uh then becky says she'll be waiting for ronda to come back and so she can slap that empty head off her shoulders and then uh she figured the mcmahon's were going to hand charlotte the tag tiles or something and then lynch knew uh there was plenty of other competition. she was ready to slap the heads off all of them so then uh her music plays she leaves out the ring gets to the bottom of the ramp and then lacey evans music hits Lacey comes down to the ring. They go face to face. Becky is almost like making a face of almost like a dismissal, the the, the smile on her face. So, uh, Lacey fakes like she's going to walk away, half turn, and then she cocks her with the woman's right her finish. And there's an alternate
1: angle. There's an alternate video of that uh, shot. Oh, yeah. She she stiffed through with that one.
0: So, uh Becky eats it she doesn't even fall to the ground off a finish she turns around they start brawling up the up the ramp they end up by the announce table on the top of the ramp uh Becky gets the best of her and is about to slap on the uh about to slap on her armbar but she, uh Lacey really was able to roll away and get out get out of dodge and they stare off each other's face and then we go f- uh away from that segment
1: a few things with that first of all in the midst of that brawl she was slipping and sliding up and down that uh that ramp, Lacey. Over Yep. Well, she was, was in heels, exactly, which is hilarious. Was, uh, every time she went for a punch, it looked like she was trying. To, she was skating a dance or something. And the other thing about that is, considering what happened here and what happened tonight, I'm getting eerie fl- uh, flashbacks of when Roman Reigns fought Jinder Mahal before WrestleMania 33. For those of you who don't remember, we had we had seen Jinder Mahal in like a few tag team matches, uh singles match here and there. That was it. But out of nowhere, Jinder Mahal is wrestling Roman Reigns, and it's competitive. Like he's literally dominating Roman, Re- Roman Reigns. It wasn't guy. competitive. He got a okay. No, no. Okay,
0: he got a near fall because Undertaker's uh, gong went off, and they and he actually and Roman got distracted by the music, and he got a pinfall off the finish, and then he kicked out, and then he immediately hit his finish and beat him. That's not. That's not a competitive match.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. It was... For, for a world cha- for a world champion of his caliber, that is too competitive. Like, could you, you know imagine what? Hogan? Could you imagine Hogan doing that for the Brooklyn <clears throat> Brawler?
0: I imagine doing it for Beefcake. <laughs>
1: <sighs> <laughs> I the point is, with that, is that a few months later, Jinder Mahal just woke up. I just woke up one day, and Jinder Mahal was suddenly WWE champion. And I have a bad feeling that we're in for some of the same stuff here. It might not be it might not be at Money in the Bank, but it's definitely coming. I think the story
0: to that is more that Vince views uh, SmackDown as inferior to Raw. than he actually is like, "Yeah, we'll have him have a competitive match, and that will springboard him to the WWE title." I think I think that's really more what it is. I mean, especially after six and zero between Raw and SmackDown. Um, so. After this, we end up getting an announcement that uh, Dean Ambrose's last match in WWE will be against Bobby Lashley. Like, what a send-off. <laughs> what a way what to what cap an incredible tenure. So, um, we go backstage, and uh, Charlie Caruso asks Rollins why he accepted the match, uh, the, or the challenge for title-for-title. For title, and he says that... Um, what he, he, he lives and loves challenges and he admired Kofi and New Day for challenging him, but he's also a little insulted because this was, uh, raw in, uh, and if you, you know, disrespect him, you'll face consequences. He knew that, uh, Kofi was capable of an A plus performance, but he would need another one tonight. So then we get black and versus, uh, fabulous alpha and a, and a tag rematch. Um, this was a good match, it, it, it. But like I, I'm like I'm sorry, like I'm just done with the raw tag teams. From like I guess back, uh, Black Ache, like all of them are dead to me. Like revival, they're great, but I don't care. Um, why why does Vian, them not
1: Let them go. They're not. They don't care about them. They clearly don't care. Yeah. The, you, the, two, the two days of the meet of media. My media, I mean wrestling media, talking about the revival jumping over to AEW. Or wherever they go and it dies out in two days no one's gonna care they no one's gonna care after that the revival are great wrestlers they are not big stars just cut them let them do something else You're those are two paychecks that well, you don't my, pay
0: well my thing is this ultimately what it comes down to is that you look at those guys and you don't see stars so that's one strike against them the thing that will get them over is their matches but this is wwe they care more about the in-ring product than they ever have before, but they're still far behind in that, in that, in that scenario. And, you know, Vince doesn't care about tag wrestling. Like he only really sees it as a, as a storyline device, uh, to be able to break up somebody or hide somebody that he's trying to put in the incubator until they get, until they get hot enough to pull out and make a, and do something when it's a single or the, put somebody that doesn't really have any they have anything really going for them great creatively and something that they give them something to do like that's what they did with Seth with in in Ambrose in 2017 it was like do you want to do that or do you want to have him like you know like fuck around and ruin his career like having a feud with Bray Wyatt (laughs) Like so they decided let's do this um so you know look at look at the Kofi thing like Kofi was a great mid-card wrestler in WWE for a long time won a bunch of titles whatever else um, Big E comes in. He was he was in one time Intercontinental Champion. They did nothing with his Intercontinental title run. They brought in, they brought up Xavier from NXT, and he made him the guy. Not, They made him the, the black man with an Afro that like dances and has wet hair and shit and soul blows his hair or whatever the fuck that was. I don't even know what the hell that was supposed to be. It made me uncomfortable. I didn't know I didn't know what it was, but it made me uncomfortable. So they all got them together and they put them in the tag team and they turned it, you know, they got out, like, they turned it into this, but they really had nothing for them, and, you know, you look at what New Day was when they first came out, when it's time for us to take and and everyone felt like, they're gonna be the next nation nomination, why? Because they're black, Simon. So then, so so then, we get that and they're like, okay, so they're a gospel group, and they're spreading positivity, this is too lame, they get booed, they turn heel, they're awesomest heels, and then, um, they turned Babyface pretty much at uh, SummerSlam 2015, and the rest is history. So, they don't really have much for, in the way of plans for the tag team thing. Like, New Day versus Usos, we just lucked into that. It just turned into the feud of the year. <laughs> like, it wasn't supposed to be that. Just, we just lucked into it. Um, yeah, so, but when it comes to, you know, Root and Gable and, like... They don't care about those two. You can tell, and then, so then you know that was supposed to be a launch pad to get Jason Jordan off the ground. And then he got hurt, and it before before they already had fucked him up by making him angle
1: son, right? So, um, yeah, that's such, such a tragedy. He never got to say goodbye to <laughs> son. <laughs> 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 they like, just left on turn.
0: Dude, like that 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 after wrestlemania 2017 raw where there's like Enzo and Cass and Drayson Jordan's on raw and he's about to be he's about to be come out as or he's on smackdown but he's about to come out on raw as as Kurt Angle's illegitimate son or not yeah or my so love child or whatever it's is like my yo brother. this is this is I'm glad I wasn't watching then. I'm glad I took that break. I I, I couldn't I couldn't handle that. I just couldn't. Uh, so anyway, I'm trying to think, figure out where we
1: are now. Yeah, they had a good match, tough but they... right. Go ahead. I think that year was the the break you took for basketball, and the and last year was the Roman Reigns got <laughs> cream. For yeah, the I took two years off in a row,
0: like immediately after WrestleMania, immediately after WrestleMania, and now like I'm doing this, <laughs> like you know. And it goes to show you that, like, this was a better show than, like, the previous two years where it just felt like, I alright, I, I feel gross, I need to, like, go somewhere, take a shower, and get this, get this off of me, get, like, this, all of this wrestling, this WrestleMania season off of me the last two years, because, like, the last two were so, like, unsatisfying. Um, yeah, so, but anyway, back to your Hand, like, Black in and Glorious office as I call them, like, they had a really good match, uh, and, I'm trying to think what the finish was um what was the finish do you remember oh I'm sorry yeah that's right ricochet ended up hitting a uh, a code breaker on on gable for the for the victory um so we go backstage and Elias with Elias and he says he is uh he was interrupted by Cena with his rapping um and it was it was something he could do in sleep, and he said that the mans have given him all the time he wants for a performance tonight, and he weren't anyone who dared to interrupt him. Then we get a this we get this fucking vignette. Uh, it's in a black, dark room. It looks like... It looks... <laughs> it looks like Mojo's room. Anyway, uh, there's a box. There's smoke coming out of the box. And then I'm like, Brad Pitt in Seven... What's there in the box? What's in the box? All of a sudden, the box opens, and it's like a a head of a, of a bird. I'm assuming it's a vulture. And then you hear uh, someone cackling, and it sounds like Bray Wyatt, so then I assume it's a buzzard. You're supposed to follow that. And I don't know if there's buzzards being sitting in the mail, or what the fuck's going on, but whatever this is, is not going to be good. And you're going to be like, wow, like WB WWE screwed up with Bray Wyatt again, and I'm going to say it to you guys, Guys, like the character is just fatally flawed. Like, there's nothing you can do. with It. It's always gonna come off as lame in
1: the end. Always. Man, I didn't see. I think this is something I actually missed yesterday. I saw it tonight on SmackDown. When I saw that Goofy, I'm like, why is there a boxer being focused on? And I saw that thing pop out. I'm like, this is <laughs> this is wrong. That is Russell. I don't it's I don't like crap. Bray Wyatt, but Jesus, he don't deserve this.
0: Yeah, I feel bad for him. Like, like th- think about the break he caught by not having to do the Sister Abigail thing against uh, Finn Balor at the end of 2000, or towards the end of 2017. He right? was about to
1: get the voodoo man in drag versus the Great Pumpkin. Right. Ooh. Like, they, they, they basically, like, wow. Was that's it, a, was it,
0: was it a a Meningitis he had? Like, Meningitis saved his career. Right? right. And then, like, he he dodged he he dodged that about deba- that debacle in the words of man and then now he's doing hand puppets. The fuck?
1: <laughs> man, like you, if better, you don't get this Jim Hiss and shit out my fucking vase? You better be on some McFole stuff or, or that as it be doing it for laughs. <laughs> he better not be serious like, like I know
0: like Big Bird and like Oscar gotta be like, you, you, do you see this shit? Do you see this shit, Ernie? <laughs> See, count, count Look at these niggas, bro.
1: Like, look at these niggas, bro. So now, now to find the of them too. So
0: anyway, uh, we, we get Dean, we get Ambrose versus Lashley in his last match of his tenure. It's a match. It's whatever. Like they couldn't let him face Roman Reigns one last time or something. Oh God. Um, I need mean, this. I think so. Basically, the whole match ends up where they 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 do some some cheating with Leo Rush. They end up on the or before the match even started. Uh, Lashy hops on the mic and says, "Don't worry about leaving Renee behind because I'm gonna take good care of her." And then she says, "I don't know what that means." And I'm and uh, well, and I'm thinking like it's a rape joke. That, that's, like that's uh, that uh, it's fucking like they're they're doing they're you know they're they're alluding to you know. This is some old show. Yeah, Black. Black They're alluding to that. Oh, come on. They're alluding to, they're alluding to Brazzers, right? Jesus. Anyway, so
1: <laughs> you, you did not need to go that in depth. <laughs> we got it the first time. <laughs> so
0: it, <laughs> you, you really said, "I'm like." Whoa, hey man, that's... I'm tired, so I'm 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 just gonna enjoy this, right? Because I'm on fumes. I'm a, I'm a... <laughs> I'm on fumes. I'm I'm just trying to I'm just trying to make it to the finish. I'm trying to hold this thing in the road. So my whole thing is right now is I like, do anything, but not just don't get fired. So anyway, uh, so then from there they they have their match. It's a match. Leo does some cheating. They end up fighting and fighting around to uh, to the top of the ramp by the announce table, uh, Ambrose, is, uh, Ambrose has the advantage, and then, like, and he goes and pulls off the, all the stuff off the announce table, like, he's gonna put Lashy through the, through the, uh, table, he turns around, he ends up getting speared, and he ends up getting, uh, thrown through the table, and, goodbye to you, Ambrose, <laughs> uh, they, they have Renee, they show face, picture, shows her uh having face a concern and she goes and checks on him and then they uh and then they act as if like uh he's about to get uh or they're about to give him some type of medical assistance or whatever else and meanwhile as it's happening they have a shot of graves and he looks completely disinterested and unconcerned that his colleague that he's been doing the show with for like 6 months or something like that on a weekly basis husband is late the fuck out and He's like, whatever. Like, it's just any old other guy. It's not like, you know, my colleague's husband is right there, ass whooped. So, um, that kind of buried the moment.
1: But, hey, hey, yeah. The definition of punk rock is loyalty. <laughs> <laughs> and if he's leaving the company, then he's not loyal. <laughs> I, I guess
0: so. I guess so. So, um, the crowd chanted, "Thank you, Dean." It kind of it was nice, but it was also like weird because like he's, like he's on his back ass whooped, and it's just like thanks, thanks for, you know, getting these ass was the last month from, uh, from McIntyre and Lashley. Like I'm surprised Corbin ain't getting in on the action, because you know they love themselves some heat. So, um, then from there, <clears throat> we go backstage and we see Sami Zayn, who we haven't seen in nine months or something like that. Um, walking backstage, just walking. Um, so, and that's to hold you over to the next, through next commercial break. So then we see, then we go back to another dark black room and we see Mojo Raleigh stuck in the mirror dimension, looking into a mirror. And this time the mirror is broken and he has the old Luna Vachon, uh like veins of lightning or whatever else you want to call it like over his face and is like what the fuck are you doing and what the fuck are you about to do and when are they going to take you back off TV after they do it because it's <laughs> just it, there's no way whatever they're about to do is going to work not a chance look you know anyone that listens to this show normally knows that whenever they do something that that, that looks like a Super Over else, I always say, we'll see. I ain't got to see this one. This is going to fucking suck, and it's going to be embarrassing, and it's going to be some of the worst stuff of the year. Stay tuned.
1: <laughs> well, so, it's funny you mentioned Luna Vachon going in. Uh, Luna Vachon's paint, considering she went into the Hall of Fame this past weekend. Oh yeah, uh, that's right. But uh, yeah, this whole Monzo Riley thing is ridiculous. I'm kind of there's a list of people who I'm just tired of seeing in general. Like right. part of that list is Jinder Mahal, Baron Corbin, Alexa Bliss, and Mojo Riley in these crazy segments. And when Bray Wyatt eventually shows up, if he's serious about this puppet gimmick, I'm gonna get even more tired of okay. him. Because I because I was over it. If it wasn't for that uh, little broken tag team goofiness he did, I would have been like, yeah, it's time to go. <laughs> oh, Quite yeah. frankly, I still am. But hey. I'm judging him on I'm judging him on a weekly basis yeah you you entertain I mean, him this week okay you can stay nope okay
0: that's, that's a, you can go yeah I mean he consistently puts out like these nothing segments that aren't like intriguing or anything else and makes you feel like whatever he comes out with is gonna be dead on arrival
1: but yeah, this, has, this
0: what but when I saw those and I saw the makeup that I makeup I was like yep that clinches it this shit will not this shit will not slap there's not a chance ain't no way. So then we, then from there, uh, we are told by Michael Cole that, that, uh, that they're not sure whether or not Renee will be back for commentary tonight after Ambrose gets, uh, some medical attention. So this Sammy comes out, the crowd's loudly is, is going wild. They're or not wild, like they're, they're loudly cheering. They're cheering, um, in the melody of his theme song. Um, and then we get some chance of welcome back. We get a late chance and, uh, Sammy says he figured he was that if he was going to miss WrestleMania, he may as well come back the night after WrestleMania. Um, he said the schedule is wide open and he wanted a match. Um, so he asked anyone in the back, um, and then out comes Finn Balor. So then Balor ends up whispering to the referee. And then a referee it the message to the ring announcer. And we find out that this match is for the intercontinental title. Don't you just love the fact that like, we can get these things decided by like the wrestlers and not have to deal with management or authority or whatever else we could just have, you know, we just, let the let the wrestlers dictate what the terms
1: of the show. I, yeah, I, I like that. that. Yeah, once one one time out of the year, because until Finn <laughs> Balor, I'll well, guarantee you, a month from now it's like whoa 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 whoa. Who who told you you could defend your title whenever <laughs> you want? We don't do that type of thing around here. And then someone's going to pull up the meme or the picture. That'd be a great way for a heel
0: to... That'd be a great way for a hill to get heat, it'd be like... Or, or a heel authority figure. Like, there's a babyface face wins a title, and then they come out and say, not nah, nah, nullified, did not happen, because it, yet yet was no paperwork sent to me to authorize the match. That would you get say, super... That. Cool, that would get super, like, cringe, fuck you heat. But
1: hey, hey, they've bro, done be that careful. before. They have no qualms about pissing off their audience. Be very careful. Because I was... When people pointed out that the contract Kofi signed was dated for like March 23rd, <laughs> I was like, "They better not."
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: there wouldn't be no if
0: they did something like that, there would no longer be a One Nation Radio on LP. <laughs> would just be like Rich would have been done, and I would have been like, "Yep, uh, it's it's about it's about playoff time." So, um, so yeah, uh, one one thing I want to point out for those that are listening is they did this in a way that um, they made sure, or, okay, um, I don't want to say, um, I don't want to say that for sure I know that, uh, they hate Sami Zayn, or they, or they dislike Sami Zayn, or they're annoyed by him complaining, or making his suggestions, or they hate his ideas, or, why is it always back and forth, You like, you work for us, just do what the fuck we tell you, and go away, and you're lucky to have a fucking job, you worker bee be, or whatever, but, He's been gone for nine months. He's someone the crowd respects. And you decide to bring his return by having him walk backstage as opposed to Balor comes out. He's happy. He gets to talk to Mike for a little bit about how he's an intercontinental champion again. And he wants to be a fighting champion like every other babyface champion we have these days. They love to be fighting champions. They're the finest fighting champions they ever fight.
1: They so, love they lose, so they lose, and it's like
0: Yeah. Or they come up with whatever other reason for him to come out and says that he wants to have a match, whatever. And then out comes Sami Zayn. We haven't seen him in months. Like he got a huge, he got a huge pop, whatever else. But it could have been a lot much bigger had it been the surprise. Been he comes out and then all of a sudden, like they shake hands or whatever else because the because the NXT days, whatever else. And then all of a sudden he puts a top, he decides to put a title on the line and they have the match. Like that would have been it was still a great segment or whatever else and great return. He got a great reception. It could have been better. That's all I'm saying, right? And
1: details, um, details of WWE are missed more often than not.
0: Good point. So, they proceed to have a, a good-ass match. They fight back and forth. Uh, ultimately, uh, Sammy uh, can't, doesn't win and he ends up eating a, a coup de grace. Um, so, after the match, um, he said that... Uh, he thought that coming back here, or Sammy gets on the mic, he says that he thought that coming back here would would have cured what ailed him, but all it did was reinforce what he realized over the past nine months. He said, it, uh, it genuinely seemed like the fans missed him, but Sammy did not miss him. Any of uh, any of this or any of the fans. So then Sammy says that WWE is a toxic environment, but it wasn't the McMahons or the other superstars. It was because of the fans and their ugliness. Zayn lived a meaningful and happy life, but the fans lived uh, a meaningless existence. They only received satisfaction for being critics. He called uh, a fan a moron in the, in the crowd and uh, bemoaned the crowd for being judgmental. Uh, Sammy then called them ugly on the inside and mocked them for thinking that they were the voice of reason. Uh he said overnight the fans have become the overlords of WWE, but uh Zayn has always tried to do what was right. Uh Sammy was wasn't here to take over WWE He was he was uh here to hold the fans accountable because nobody else will. And then he's dropped he finished the line with see you in hell. Um yeah. Uh this is a lot of or this is a lot of you know, seemingly the Daniel Bryan's influence um about being about fans being fickle. Or, is it, or is, you know, it's more take on like you know,
1: fans uh, legitimate, legitimate
0: critiques of some parts of the some parts, or maybe even most parts of the fan base, um, especially amongst the most hardcore fan fandom. Um, so, you know, he's hitting on something, he's striking a nerve, and and he keeps this up, he's gonna get legitimate heat, and like the ir- ironic, like people want to clap at him um, because they they know that it's a work or whatever else. That's not gonna be Brooklyn every single week. It's not gonna be Montreal every single week, or Toronto, or Philadelphia, or whatever else. He keeps hitting on this. He's gonna get he's he's gonna get some heat, and it's gonna be real heat. It's not gonna be the Baron Corbin. I don't want to see you on my screen. He's gonna be punch this dude in the fucking face, and I and I'll pay you. I'll pay you uh, fifty five bucks to, to come see this on under on a, a mid card match. So um, he found he finally found him something besides just teaming up with Kevin Owens for the sake of like their friends again. Uh, and I, I I'm I'm really interested to see what they do with this because that dude has all the talent in the world. You heard that promo, or you've heard any Sami Zayn promo on the main roster or NXT. That dude's always had a bit of it in him, um, with the matches or with the the promo. It just he's never got an opportunity to really showcase it, aside from you know, when he was you know fighting Sami Zayn or uh, fighting Kevin Owens on t- on the main roster. So um, he still has well, one on time. Another- the- Sorry. He still hasn't
1: won a title on the main roster,
0: has Nope, it? still titles. That's why I thought, you know, they might actually turn switch title on him at this point. But um yeah, I'm interested cool. to see what this leads to next because he's gonna cut some killer promos uh, shitting on the crowd and the crowd ain't gonna be able to poo poo it or whatever else because he's gonna come from us he's gonna come with promos that make sense for him.
1: I ain't gonna lie, it would have been cold for him to have won the title and then cut that speech. Yeah, that would have been, been more all- awesome. Because you know how the fans get when titles change. Yep. They'd have been super happy, and he would have hit them with that, and he would have told them to shove it, and they'd
0: have been like, that's super awesome. They're like, this is some shit." Like, this man came back, won a title, and like it immediately had the program of Balor and um, that the crowd would love, and he shed on the fans. Like It would have, it would have been like a gigantic stepping stone thing. But this, look, um, we've seen some of the booking for Sammy in the past. He's had a, it's been a lot worse for him in his tenure on the main roster. So, um he, it seems like they're giving him something and they keep, they keep giving him a shot. Like he's going to get over because that dude is that kind of talent. Definitely. <clears throat> yeah. So from there, uh, we end up getting, uh, Elias. <sighs> Jesus. So <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about this. So actually, we go backstage with Dana Brooke and she's, she ends up saying that she wanted to congratulate Becky Lynch from becoming uh, the, uh, the double champion. And she knew there were a lot of challengers. Uh, even though she wasn't at the front of the line, she was no longer in the back of the line. And uh, Dana Brooke was ready to seize the moment and congratulate Becky again. This promo was... was
1: Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto. She sounded like a complete droid. <laughs> she, she, she,
0: she. It was. She looked like a real. She. She looked like a real Gundam. Gundamish. Yes, like a real Gundam machine. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> sure. Real robotic. Um, <laughs> oh my
1: god! I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't spending it's the it. the first thing that came to me. me. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> oh man spin that never mind i'm gonna stop you you won i can't top that I, there's nothing i can come up with. that can beat that so i'm just gonna move <laughs> on i was trying to top it i can't so you win so and then we get elias he comes out uh i'm sorry uh, we get elias in the ring he says that uh if it was not for cena um i'm sorry he says that uh, cena was not a mu- musician or an artist um he said that uh, Elias wanted to show him how easy it was to rap and then he gets the rap and includes lines about giving cena the middle finger. And he said, "Anyone who interrupts him next is a dead man." So then out comes the yeah, dead man. Else? The the gong rings. Out comes Undertaker, without a shirt for some reason. Well, he had the, he had the straps down to show you that yeah, I've I'm, I'm, I've lost twenty thirty pounds. I'm I'm in much better shape than I've been since I uh, had the hip surgery in 2017. So, yeah, but
1: the problem is your hairline isn't sorry? Well,
0: that wasn't supposed to be exposed, but because the hat was supposed to stay on, Simon. <laughs>
1: So, it matter what was supposed to happen I remember, I remember what happened now I, before I, you I, go
0: look all, all I'm saying it, is players fuck up sometimes it's okay it's all
1: yeah. I'm saying. now when uh, he said the next person who interrupted me is a dead man I immediately got a call back to Shane McMahon saying uh any takers
0: <laughs> oh god I don't remember at all but that sounds so corny so that, I think it was
1: an attitude there at some episode it was, like, it was 2000ish or something like that he was like any takers I'm like yeah, I wonder who you're talking. Oh, look. What are the <laughs> Okay. So, uh, Outcomes Undertaker, uh,
0: Elias is debating whether or not he should tuck tail out the ring or not. Um, and then he eventually turns around and ends up getting catching that big boot. He uh gets choke slammed and then he catches a, a uh tombstone and then the crowd uh counts the counts the pinfall cuz they're the refs and you know, they're the authority, right? So, um so we move on. Uh uh, to the main event, uh, it's Kofi versus, uh, Seth, winner take all, the sequel, yeah. uh, so, they, they end up having like, it could go like, something like seven, eight minutes, it's, it's, a, it's a good match, it's, it's a good, it's a good main event, and then out come the bar, they enter, they, they, uh, for the DQ, the crowd boos, cause they were, they've been sold on this match, since the opening, uh, promo, and, uh, they were, you know, they were watching, and they kept getting segments to watch this, And then they get fucked. So the crowd boos and they got, and it was a situation where everyone knows that this match is probably, they're going to find a way to get out of this match. We're not going to do a finish, but you figure it's going to be with a Roman Reigns or Drew McIntyre because Drew McIntyre, uh, beat Seth the other week on TV. So he's he's, in theory, he's the next logical challenger or Dean Ambrose or Brock Lesnar. That's pissed that he lost his title or Daniel Bryan. who's pissed that he lost his title. None Mm. of that happened. Out come the, the, a tag team from SmackDown to go that shouldn't even be on SmackDown. They go out there to interfere, and then um they both make they both clear them off and they or, they both clear the or I'm sorry uh then Seth goes on the mic and says you know what we're gonna put me and Kofi's match aside we want a PCU two and and they have a tag match they go out there and they have a good tag match. Or a fine tag match that the crowd couldn't give a fuck about because they're pissed off they didn't get to see this this match that you just gave them that you promoted them all night and they got and they got swerved on and they weren't even a good swerve they just got you know they got fucked so um eventually uh I think yeah we end up getting a, a tag situation where Kofi uh where Seth tags Kofi at the end um Kofi hits the trouble in his paradise and then in comes uh Seth for the stomp on uh one of the one of the bar members I believe it was Sheamus, uh stomps that boy out and uh they get the victory and then they um they go off air.
1: Yeah. So it's funny because I actually had a little interaction with uh Chad Matthews the doc on LOP and uh, Ray Cash formerly uh social suplex he worked he's at the chair shot right now and they, we were talking about this and my big issue with this was, first of all, nobody asked for the winner-take-all stipulation that we got at WrestleMania. Nope. People were fine with the Raw Women's Championship match and Oscar getting us her own separate match, yep. whether it be against Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, or Naomi. Personally, I mm-hmm. was pushing post- Naomi. It, they, didn't, they make a last-minute decision, and the definition of last-minute decision, because if they wanted to do this, they could have had Charlotte win, at TLC at Royal Rumble at Illumination Chamber at Fast Lane, they decide two weeks before WrestleMania to take the title off Oscar so they can get their glorious winner take all match. Mm-hmm. Now it ends up working because of just the storyline that's already been built up to. It, this gives point.
0: Charlotte, it gives Charlotte a reason to be
1: there. Exactly. But overall, they could have done this a lot better. And it would have you could argue it would have made her even a bigger heel. If she already has a title. And she's like, Yeah, but I want hers too. Like, yeah. I don't care if I'm taking Becky's spot. Yeah. I say all that to say that to that the winner take all stipulation was nice, but we didn't need it.
0: Yeah, they like, to, like I said, it, they gave they gave them a reason for her to be there. It was I didn't say it was a good reason, but they gave her a reason to be there by giving her,
1: by giving her a belt, which was more than they were doing before. Definitely okay, but with the Raw uh, winner take all match, nobody asked for this. I can't name one person who said, "Yeah, I want to see another undisputed champion" or whatever the situation is with Becky Lynch. Yeah, they. They advertised this. They put it into the atmosphere. And unlike with 2015 when WWE teased the Universal uh, WWE Championship match between Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins, it didn't set up a story. Brock Le- In that segment, Brock Lesnar didn't get his match because Seth Rollins was, was being a coward. So Brock Lesnar destroyed everybody at ringside. He threw the announcement table up. He destroyed uh, J&J security. He F5 Michael Cole and the cameraman with Stephanie McMahon telling him to stop, and it led to his suspension. That made sense. It was part of the story. The authority was protecting Seth Rollins anyway. That all makes sense. With this situation, we got two people from SmackDown who have barely had any, who have had no interactions with Seth Rollins since 2017. And as far as the relationship with Kobe Kingston, he beat you He beat you guys in a match. So did, so did uh, the Usos. <laughs>
0: so like these, then the New Day yeah I mean whatever they just did something just to do it and they I, I, they probably thought like well our Raw tag division sucks so we'll bring in the bar
1: <coughs>
0: you made the wrong choice yeah I mean I the, you know people want to talk about you know what do you expect me to do whatever else but I would say I would expect them not to book that match because it would be fucking stupid to do that like or you don't—it's fake. You don't have to do that. You could have left Kofi just to do what he
1: did tonight on SmackDown, All or you, or you have the bar show up yeah. earlier in the night and talk to these two, and you just hype up that tag team match. Yeah, it, you absolutely yeah, didn't have to. Like, it, 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 but, I mean, but it,
0: the the whole thing was they needed a main event, and they decided let's do that, but they decided to do that while knowing good and damn well they could not give us a finish on that because they can't beat one of them right after the matches they just had. So, they decided, like, they wanted their cake and edit too and the crowd realized that and they were pissed because it they it double-fucked their fans. So, you get what you get. And we're back with Simon to give us the rundown on SmackDown Live.
1: Okay, so SmackDown on April 9th, 2019, emanating from the Barclays Center. I believe that's the third day they've run that arena, if you include NXT. Yep. It's not back-to-back. Yep. So the show opens with, of course, The New Day, getting their WWE Championship celebration for Kofi Kingston to start the show. They got Kofi Kingston's kids at ringside um, the big Kofi chant, Kofi Mania signs all over the place. Big E flipped the B-plus player line that Vince McMahon and Daniel Bryan used in the build-up to WrestleMania, and he called him an A-plus player with extra credit. So I thought that was funny. Yeah. And then, of course, for no reason, uh, someone brings up the split. And big E does another split, and the crowd goes wild. They also they also get a Becky mention in there. The fans are cheering for her. Everything's really going good. Um, then at some point the bar comes out. So this doesn't count as a storyline, for the record. Because I mentioned earlier, I talked to a few people about at least the the WrestleMania thirty one post stuff set up a storyline with Brock. This is just a a goofy match on the show. This is not a storyline. <laughs> the bar come out. They uh. They're doing the usual thing to Hayden, and they set up a. They offer to have a six-man tag. And then Big E's like, y'all must have forgot to carry the one. And I'm like, what type of math are you doing, bro?
0: Steiner math. <laughs> 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 We've He's seen like, Big E do Steiner math, so yeah, Steiner there's math.
1: There's three of us, and there's only one of you. That man's out here doing
0: people. Big Papa Pump arithmetic. No, thank you. Stop this.
1: He's like, you're missing one. And he introduces Ross superstar, Drew McIntyre. I should I wish somebody would go back and track how often this intermingling has been. I don't ever want to hear Survivor Series the only time you can see a Raw superstar and a SmackDown superstar go at it. Oh, you mean like the Royal Rumble, whatever two Saudi Arabia shows are gonna get. WrestleMania uh, during the Battle Royals. Then yeah, the next evolution probably. Is uh, there an next Evolution? What, what reason do they have not to give them you give the man a night off you get the women some shine in the spotlight what's that a, what's there to be problematic about that i know why they won't do it but like
0: i'm not saying that they shouldn't do it they obviously should because evolution was the best show of the year last year i'm saying that by all, by it seems like they have announced some matches some shows or whatever else and it ain't there where it's at
1: you tell me in so the middle of nowhere until until the next Saudi Arabia show puts pressure on them. And then they run and then they run a random arena. Anyway, moving on, we get a pretty cool tag team, a six-man tag team match. So, and you get you kind of gotta get used to these for these post-pay-per-view shows. They really don't be going heavy at all. So, but this tag team match was like really good. It was Alistair Black and Ricochet teaming up with Ali. Mustafa Ali, uh, I'm ser- I'm still mad about that name change, and against the team of Shinsuke Nakamura, Rusev, and Andrade Ziena Almas. This is just real fast-paced, like, everything they did. Like, this is like a match I – this is reminding me somewhat of, like, back in the day when The Shield were having their six-man tag team matches. Like, because, m- like most people, I don't care for six-man tag teams – they usually the 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 weakest part of the show is just this wrestler goes in and does that and very little tag team interaction, but because because there were two actual tag teams in it, plus you got all these athletic guys and all these different styles, like Nakamura and Black giving you like the karate MMA type of style. Andrade is he ain't the he ain't on the left. I wouldn't say he's uh, better than Ricochet on like a high flying on all this stuff, but he's technically sound. He's got all that going for him. You got Ricochet and Ali flying over the place. You got Rusev, who's pretty versatile for a big guy. Like a lot of good wrestlers in this match.
0: Yeah, it it was very much one of the uh, reasons for why I think that WWE should focus on the tag wrestling is when you think of when they do triple threat matches or fatal Four Ways or the Elimination Chamber or Money in the Bank or whatever else. WWE is 10, except for really like the rumble. They're almost assuredly, if you give a match time with people that are competent workers, they're going to give you a kick-ass match more times than not. It's one of the few things that I pretty much feel that like, I'm confident saying like WWE is not going to fuck this up when they, um, they do these multi-man matches or trios matches. So, um, you know, it's also an easier night for the guys where they come in, they showcase their athleticism, and, you know, um, I mean, that's still psychology, but, like, most of it is, you know, the match breaks down, We you you know, it breaks to a six-way, everyone gets in, hits their finish, or a Tower of Doom spot, or whatever else, and this is one of those that adds to the things, like, wow, that was a great, fun match, like, thanks, guys, we appreciate that, and then you can move on with the rest of the show. Uh
1: mm-hmm. huh. So we get a back, uh Before we get to the backstage interview, uh, the match finishes with Ali hitting the reverse Hurricane Rana, and then he hits Andrade with the 450 splash to win. Yeah. And out of nowhere, Randy Orton comes out with the big RKO. <laughs> and immediately following that, Kevin Owens comes in and hits Rusev with a stunner. And I'm still not used to seeing him do the stunner. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just so. Like, it's not him. I, I'd rather have seen Dean Ambrose do the stunner if we being uh, funny with it, but ever since that 2016 podcast, we know that ain't happening. I
0: mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. what they really should be doing is uh, giving the stunner to Becky. But
1: we'll that, see. That'd be, a, that'd be a little too on the nose at that point. <laughs> she already attacked them. Uh, she already attacked uh, the authorities, getting escorted by cops and all that other stuff.
0: <laughs> you might. You might have a point. You might have a point. <laughs> But you know, then again, back- you know, but then again, you know what? Like Hulk Hogan was so on the nose of being Billy Graham, and no one seemed to mind that. So
1: Yeah, because no one cares about him. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Y'all know why I'm saying that. I'm not gonna oh, talk about man. the stupid stuff he said. You know I said that. Uh, <laughs> I mean anyway, we got a backstage interview with Caleb K- Braxton talking to the Usos, who were announced to have a smackdown tag team championship defense against the Hardy Boys. Uh so coming off the heels of that fantastic uh fatal fatal four way tag team match they had at WrestleMania thirty five, one of the better matches on the show. Yeah. They talk about how they needed to defeat the Hardy Boys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh well, the next-
0: then I think they set it up as it's you know, who's the greatest WWE tag team of all time and, and, positive, and positive or sorry, and uh framed in that by asking that question and going to find out when you have the hardy versus the usos which is like i'm glad they're i'm glad the usos are acknowledging that like they're on that list they're on that shorthand list of greatest you know Man. WWE tag teams of all time and you know they keep going and they're going to end up number one so i'm glad like they're i'm glad WWE's like acknowledging that like yeah
1: these are the dudes like like last year they had they finally got a match on the mania card that's not the pre-show it it wasn't any good no fault their <laughs> own. But this year they have one of the best matches on the show, and they yeah. went and retained. So when you when you see all that and how and what actually happened in that match later on, I can't be mad at that at all.
0: Yeah.
1: Next we have,
0: uh, and also they win at WrestleMania.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Next we have r Truth and Carmella coming out. I don't really. I'm kind of sick of seeing these two, to be honest. <sighs> r Truth, uh, can, can we stop with stupid truth, like? Uh, I, I don't really, man He's little
0: stupid truth for years now. Years.
1: Yeah, but like at least Crazy Truth was out there and that's funny. Like No no no.
0: I'm not saying that they shouldn't get rid of him, because you're absolutely right. What I'm saying is they've been doing it for years. <laughs> and they've been doing it for years and they keep finding new ways to make him look stupid, so I don't think they're ever gonna stop even though they should have never started.
1: Man, like I was cool with little Jimmy, but they just they just never stopped. <laughs> Bro, if you, for those of you who don't remember, go just go look up uh, when Daniel Bryan kicked Lil Jimmy. That's was, that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah. I think it was like 2012. <laughs> Man, it's crazy. Uh, they do all that and they talk about when it about uh, Carmella winning her match. Our truth calls it the Andre the Giant Battle Royale, I think. And nobody corrected him, or that she tried, but our truth didn't understand. This leads to Samoa Joe coming out and taking on Truth, putting him in the coquina clutch. And this is where he's just bragging about beating Rey Mysterio in that joke of a match they had at WrestleMania. I don't even think it went what a minute or two.
0: It went like a minute or sixty, or like, or maybe a little over like sixty-five seconds, or maybe fifty-five seconds. I don't know, but it was basically a minute.
1: Yeah, JBL was somewhere backstage laughing his ass off.
0: <laughs> wow!
1: <laughs> Revenge ten years later. Uh, out comes Braun Strowman, another Raw superstar, making his way to the Smack, making his way on SmackDown, just doing whatever. Mm-hmm. He's coming after Samoa Joe, and I am all for this. Uh, yeah. We got we got a glimpse of this in their Fatal Four Way match at the 2017 edition of SummerSlam when they were fighting with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Like you got the, you got two guys who have been criminally underutilized in some regard, or just never been able to reach that full potential, because as I said earlier, the big, they both achieved their biggest accomplishments on the main roster thus far, literally in the past two three months. Braun Strowman winning the Andre the Giant Trophy, and Samoa Joe becoming the United States Champion. I think at fast uh, before Fast Lane. So if this is the United States Championship program. I'm fine with that. That's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, it, th- I saw it and it seemed to me like that's like, that's the top feud coming in or the, or that's a top feud. Uh, maybe a top three or four match uh, the next pay-per-view or whatever else. Um, if they, you know, immediately go into it or maybe that's a through line for money in the bank or whatever else. But um, yeah, I can't wait for them to get their hands on each other and kill each other. Um, and the promo is going to be great when Joe kills that dude. And then like bronze get pissed and, like I, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. Two angry big men clobbering each other.
1: Samoa Joe gonna be talking. All, gonna, gonna give him all the smoke. And Braun Strowman <laughs> with uh, announcement with an announcement desk chair to the face. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, while Braun Strowman's doing all this, the iconics come out. Excuse me, the iconics come out, Uh <laughs> and they they we go to commercial, and we come back with the uh, the puppet box thing. And this is my first time seeing this, by the way. I had no idea what was going on. I
0: told you that shit was trash on Monday. I told you, I told you. <laughs> I do not believe me. Y'all didn't respond.
1: I wasn't I even. I, thank God I skipped this because I. It's like you can't describe what that is. You have to watch it for yourself. It's one of those crazy things that this company does. Like puppets we already talked about this so i'm not going to dwell on it anyway the iconics come out and talk about winning the tag team championships at wrestlemania and then and they say they're going to fight the best tag team in uh new york which brings out these two women from the indie scene apparently uh carissa and Kristen of the brooklyn bells so at some point I don't know why, but I just had a, I had a strange feeling that like they were, and like maybe they're teasing something with the Bellas at some point down the line. I know they're both retired, but it's like, eh, it's a little on. Maybe, maybe. I'm just to into it. It, it. That
0: happens. I think it was more to come up with a, an alliteration for the name of the tag team. Like they're in Brooklyn, so what rhymes with Brooklyn is also like, um has a, you know, gendered. So um, I think that's why they came up with Brooklyn Bells.
1: Yeah, probably the match goes. I
0: imagine like it'd be like they're in Seattle. Be like these are the Seattle Sirens or something like that.
1: That actually sounds like a a dope tag team. (laughs) (laughs) It's cliche as hell, but that's better than the Brooklyn Bells. Like, oh, like Bell is a southern term. You can't you can't be putting that with Brooklyn. That that don't even sound right. Uh, (laughs) The match is what you expect: it's a squash match. Uh, Paige is watching backstage. She interviews and says she's going to bring a tag team to SmackDown next week. I'm assuming this is going to be Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai.
0: Who knows? I'm I'm not I'm not holding my breath on it. When it happens, it happens. And when it happens, I will lose my mind and joy and happiness and and all that stuff until eventually they have to get booked by Vince McMahon, brother. So. Uh, we'll see. Um, we will see. I would love for them to be on the main roster. Be, uh, honestly, I would just I just need Kyrie saying like up on the main roster and like in a position to where like she does something in WrestleMania, so I can see her on this Buccaneers pirate ship. And you know, after that, you know, I think that, I think that might be that might be the end. I don't think I get any higher than that for uh, for my wrestling fandom. I think I pretty much got all I want uh, over this weekend with, with Becky and Kofi and Brock n- title list and uh, no title. And um, I think, I think Kyrie, you know, getting her, getting a little moment, like, you know, it's almost like, you know, you kind of wish for like Balor, um, when Balor got the paint for WrestleMania, it's like, that's, that's what he's here for. Kyrie saying on the power ship, that's what the fuck she's here for. So, you know, <laughs> I, I feel, or I feel like that would be the, the end of it. So, I don't know, I don't know.
1: The nerd in me wants her to come out to the One Piece theme, but that's a whole another conversation. Uh, Move on. <laughs> oh come on, you know what that is. Uh, so Shane McMahon comes don't out. Do this. <laughs> hey, she says she's a pirate. Okay, it's the first thing I thought of. What do you want from me? So Shane McMahon comes out. Uh, that good, that stupid best in the world. Tro- I'm just gonna say it baffles me that they. They they want to hide all the Saudi Arabia stuff, yet they're so forcing and focusing on this trophy from the Saudi Arabia show, Crown Jewel. Well,
0: it's, the, it's insane. The thing about that, Simon, is that they never announced where the show was at. So they don't have to, you know, since they don't mention where the show is at, they can bring up the best in the world thing because they never mentioned it. It was in Saudi Arabia.
1: Yes. So there the you go. Thing- yeah, the same way they they when they come to Chicago, when they come to Rosemont, Illinois, and they run the Allstate Arena, they claim it's Chicago, even though it's a suburb. Yeah. Or when they go or this, just WrestleMania. Yeah, We're in the, the same
0: way. I'm, We're same in the I in New York. Yeah, it's the same way I imagine that when they go to Detroit, um, in Auburn Hills or whatever, um, they call it Detroit instead of Auburn Hills, even though, like you know. That's that that ain't that's not below eight mile. <laughs> like that's not south of ten. So um so what what was next?
1: Uh yeah, he comes out, he talks for a while about beating the Miz. Like and this was one of those goofy fin. it was basically, I wanna say it was like I don't wanna call it the reverse Mark Henry, but it kind of is. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I'm referencing WrestleMania twenty nine where uh, Ryback picked up Mark Henry for the shell shock. <laughs> And Mark Henry beat this man by falling on him. Not a world's strongest slam, not a bear hug, not that goofy chair-to-the-leg thing that he did in 2011. He just fell on him. And then with Shane and, and Miz, the Miz does this superplex, and Shane just happens to land on the Miz with that, and he gets the the, the victory. So, so it's, he's, he's bragging about winning a fluke. Yes. For the most part, because and he's because he's a heel because yeah there it is and then the crowd gets the cm punk chance going and i think at this point he hears him for a while and he says like please or something like that like but at this point it's like you knew what you were getting into when you was playing around with that best in the world and cm punk actually mentioned that on whatever show he appeared on one of these past few days he was like and he said like that's probably a rib on me but they wouldn't they would deny it all the way through like, oh, it's not you. You, you talk about a Brett. is a joke on Bret Hart or something, or Chris Jericho, or or insert wrestler whoever called himself best in the world. Um, this brings out, uh, this brings up Greg Hamilton into the ring because McMahon wants him to redo the intro. Like, how come it wasn't as good as when you did it at WrestleMania? And as, as you know, this is Shane McMahon, uh, just embarrassing the heck out of Greg Hamilton. He pulls him by the tie. Because he looks like uh his pet, like a dog or something, just like, nope, you're not doing it. That's not that's not what I trained you to do. Let's go. Get, get back inside. And all that other nonsense. This was very strange. And if this is gonna be his game or he just makes fun of Hamilton. He has to punt he, like he's he, at the very least, he's gotta like punch him in the face, right? Why didn't he just fire him and bring in
0: uh Ricardo Rodriguez? He would do a better job. Shane,
1: oh, there's no R for him to roll, or so. no, o. there's no big O. Well, he, yeah, yeah, there's He can just say Shane O'Mac, just hold that O for like 50 minutes. Yes, and but uh, see, only problem with that is like, I don't Ricardo coming back, might be, might be the precipice to a bunch of the real coming back. But hey, that's my announcement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, we move on to. The SmackDown Tag Team Championship match between the Usos and the Hardy Boys. This is everything you would expect: uh, the poetry and motion with the Hardys. The side of, Matt hitting the side effect for a two count. Uh, one of my favorite parts of the match was when Matt did the twist of fate, and he ended up countering it, getting countered with the super kick. Like, people want to give the Young Bucks the credit for the super kick parties, but uh, the Usos definitely got their name. Got they had in that ring?
0: Oh yeah, I mean, right. it, I mean, it's the super kick is like I don't even know. I don't even I've lost. I don't even. I'm numb to it now at this point. Like I can't even imagine. It's almost like you can't even imagine a day where like people are getting super kicked for a finish. Like now, it's just anything. Like it's like
1: it's a it's a DDT.
0: It's less than a DDT. At
1: least yeah, like he slick made a comeback with a. Uh... I was I was kind of I was a little bit upset that Drew McIntyre didn't keep his uh what's it called? It it was kind of like it was kind of like his version of the of the pedigree. I
0: don't, I don't remember, know. but all I remember is the Claymore. But
1: what's what's is cold? By the way, like when it kick, like kicks are making a comeback. Every kick is making a comeback except the super kick. It's hilarious. James yeah, got much. the roll. Claymore got the. Uh, Claymore, uh, the, not Claymore, Drew McIntyre, the, the Black Mass, like, Yes,
0: the best finisher in the business, indeed. The, the, yes, the spinning back roundhouse of justice.
1: Okay, so the Hardys end up winning this match when Jeff hits the Swanton Bomb, and the Kayla Braxton's in the in, goes in for the interview, but is it, but that's interrupted by Lars Sullivan. He attacks him. He hits the diving headbutt on Matt. So he's just in this, I'm going to attack everybody phase because I want y'all to know who I am. I love and,
0: this. I love this. <laughs> like, they literally set up the Usos, or they literally set up um, the Hardys to win that those belts so that Lars would come out and beat the piss out of them. And they're old vets, so there's nothing they can do about it So except for wear that ass whooping. So he goes out there and he beats those dudes and ruins their moment and pisses off the fans. Um, and it's gonna get heat for Lars, and it wasn't done in a way to make you think. Like, I don't think there's a better way to do that if you're gonna do it. Um, and it's a way to get the belts off the Usos, and you can move on and get. You can, you know.
1: So the Usos have to come to to Raw at this point, right? Because they've been on Smack since 2016.
0: Please do, please do, come save this division.
1: I don't know, man. I ain't trying to see Jimmy and Jay in a singles match. <laughs> They look down the line. <laughs> um so, I like I, the same way. I don't want, ever want to see Matt versus Nick Jackson on a on a AEW pay per view. No, I don't wait. ever want to see Jimmy or Jey Uso in a single match on a WWE pay per view. <laughs> Y'all look so, too yeah. similar. Your move sets are too similar. I ain't about to watch you fight your clone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so uh, well, r- real quick. So, we're also sending this like trend with uh, with, with Lars. So he attacked Angle. Then he attacked the the Hardy. So like, is he the new legend killer?
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: I I wouldn't have him come out and say it because then you, you you ruin it. But like if he comes out and he's just like smashing these people you love, whatever. Like That's, like let's say like about one of these weeks he comes out and smashes Ray, it will piss me off because I love Ray. But it, it would it would make sense if like he's being these dudes and like you know he's being the vets. You yeah, know you... That, that that would be good. That'd be a good look.
1: Man, you spoiling their plans for SummerSlam. That's like... Oh, God. The rookie, the rookie killer versus the legend... The new legend killer. <laughs> Man, you wasn't just dropping anybody. Like, what, you've only been here for a year, two years? All right. RKO. Yeah. got <laughs> So, uh... so uh, Becky Lynch, the SmackDown and Raw Women's Champion, comes out. They sing her praises. The Becky chants go out. She talks about her victories. Calls herself Champ Champ. Champ. Becky Two Belt, all the stuff she said, uh... On Rob, for the most part,
0: yeah, uh, I, yeah. I thought this is a better promo this time around than the first one with uh, on Monday.
1: Yeah, it was a little bit short. I think just got straight to the point. Like, I'm here. I beat everybody. I can't wait for the next challenge. Like, I'm I'm enjoying this moment because it took forever to get here and all the hardships and stuff. Like, though so she climbs up to the to the uh, she not climbs. She walks up to the ramp as the music plays and out comes ding ding ding. Lacey Evans with that, I don't want to say her music's awful, but it's just so generic.
0: Wait, what? I, that didn't happen. Becky came out. I was like, Becky climbed or walked up the ramp after her promo, turns her back to, to face the crowd to you know for photo op, and then she turns back around and Lacey's out there and she, eat, she immediately eats a, a woman's ride and gets hit and gets laid out from the punch.
1: Yeah, that's what I said. I, didn't,
0: I thought you said that her music hit before then. No. no. Okay. I'm... all right, my bad. I'm sorry. I'm doing things. Look, I'm I just confused. Made... I'm I'm barely I can barely hear what I'm saying to myself. <laughs> I
1: was Jeez. just making the, I was just making the point that her music is generic. Yes. And any but I'd honestly rather be generic than annoying. Like I can take generic over, I'd rather take that than at least just Alicia Fox's first theme song which is a complete rip off of Nelly's uh, Hot in Here.
0: Right. I have to go hear that because I don't remember sounding like that, but now I have to hear it.
1: I'll play I'll play it after we're done here. Okay. But, uh, so, hey, Lacey Evans, jump Becky Lynch. This is clearly the next program they're setting up. Yeah. I'm getting, Randy, now I'm getting Randy Orton, Jinder Mahal flashbacks. I'm, they, they <laughs> ain't, they ain't, because as we saw, because everybody's been stating from the Royal Rumble, Lacey Evans wrestled one match on the main roster. She messed up literally every spot. She was worse than the Iconics in the elimination chamber. And after, immediately after that match, they kept her out of the ring for months. Now, for all we know, maybe she's been killing it at the Performance Center, working with Natalya and every other, insert, great women's wrestler who knows how to teach these people. So for all we know, she's going to show us what's why they brought her up to the roster and why they're so dead set on, put, on pushing her, because it has nothing to do with the fact that she's blonde. In any case, we move on to the main event. Xavier Woods, Biggie, and Kovac Kingston versus The Bar and Drew McIntyre. Another just fun match. Like uh, if Sami Zayn before the match actually starts, Sami Zayn walks out. Like the the fans were cheering for him, despite that cook, that good heel promo he cut on Raw. <laughs> and then Sami Zayn's like, "Yeah, you're not worth it," and walks out. Okay,
0: so how I want you to guess how long. Lacey Evans has been wrestling.
1: Two thousand and... Fifteen?
0: She's been wrestling since 2014. Um, Look, I'm sure there's room for her to get better. (coughs) Sorry. I'm sure there's room for her to get better, but... Um, she's not gonna get better in the way that uh they that that they hope. Right. She's a great athlete, but this your great athlete does not mean that um you're gonna become a great worker. There have been
1: plenty of people that Basha Fuentes was a great athlete. That woman was a gymnast, a swimmer and all types of stuff, and she ended she had one match in an NXT house show and they made her a uh, ring announcer and a uh, backstage interviewer.
0: Yeah. So- and, and I'm not saying that Lacey is is terrible. I would say she's better than either Iconic, but they go out there um, and you immediately wrestle the top woman in the company.
1: Mm, what's that? Mm, I don't know, bro. Let's put it this way. Who's the women's wrestling Mendoza line?
0: Ooh. Uh, yikes.
1: Um,
0: uh, I don't know. Maybe like, I'd probably say Sonya.
1: Yeah, I'd say that too. So if you ain't better than if you ain't better than her at her level, I really don't want to see you on TV. Like, I'd even argue that you need to be. I, I'd, I'd even argue that if you're not as entertaining as a, you can't talk like Alexa Bliss. Gang, that's the one thing that she's got going for. Her. Yep. Not I, really I don't want to. I don't want to hear you even. And Lacey Evans hasn't really talked much. All she's been doing is smiling and waving and punching. So she, she better, when she finally opens her mouth and said, cuts a promo, it better be something big and just interesting. No, but I digress to my point.
0: Sorry we're having technical difficulties. Go ahead, and Simon.
1: So, yeah, like I was saying, uh, Lacey Evans hasn't been talking a lot. So when she finally cuts a promo, it needs to be important and impactful. I'm, I need something that's going to blow me away at the very least, hold my attention. And when she finally gets in the ring, She's got to do much better than what she did at the Royal Rumble, because she's she's getting set up for a program with the only women's champ, singles women's champion in this company right now on the main roster. So this is the biggest spotlight you're ever going to get. So if you can't if you can't hack it here against one of the better women's wrestlers in all of WWE, you really have no business being on the main roster.
0: Yeah. Especially sitting there are four women that are all better than her on NXT, or five women that are all better on NXT, and it's not even close between Candice and EO and Kyrie and Bianca and Shayna. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely no excuse. And then if you want to throw in someone like uh, Deanna Perrazzo, I wouldn't throw her in because she's not there as but promo, but in ring, in ring, not even close.
1: Exactly. So getting back to the six man tag. Oh, Mia as
0: well. So yeah, I throw so six. I throw Mia in that list as well. I'm sorry, forgive me, Mia. You're
1: awesome. (laughs) And Shelton Benjamin's gonna get you for that
0: one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he be protecting uh Mia, and I don't blame her because Mia's awesome.
1: Yep. So uh, getting back to the six man tag, the New Day pretty much dominated a little bit at first. Uh, Then Cesaro and McIntyre just beating up Woods. Is it me or is Woods always the guy who plays uh, the get the, the I don't want to say jobber, but the get yes. the heat on guy?
0: Yes, he's the guy to get heat on because he's small. You got like I, I do the NXT show, the NXT Retro show, and every t- and there is not a single time I've watched since we've came from NXT arrival. So it's been since what the end of February. There has not been a show where he has not been left laying because he's small and small guys get beat on and get heat and sympathy, right? You're supposed to get heat for the hills and you're supposed to get sympathy. And that's explains the rise of Daniel Bryan in WWE. That explains why like they keep having Mustafa Ali get his ass what most more times than not.
1: <laughs>
0: that's, 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 that's ever since Daniel Bryan, that's their playbook for anybody that's small or that's a- any baby <laughs> as well.
1: We that beat complete. you. We
0: beat you. We beat you. And then the fans eventually say you deserve better, and they get behind you. And then here you are.
1: That complete freak accident.
0: That, yeah, and it,
1: that made Daniel Bryan better. It didn't make anybody else better, to that I can recall. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it, it worked for Becky, but they were trying to turn her heel in the bit, and the fans rejected the heel turn. Um, it, it happens.
1: Uh, it's it's yeah. never on purpose. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, yeah. I mean. The Kofi thing isn't on purpose, but it wasn't like some blunder caused the Ascension or the or the fan support. It became a thing where he filled in for Mustafa. They gave him the same push that you would assume Mustafa was going to get in that gauntlet match. And it turned into something bigger because Kofi's a guy that everyone likes and respects. And he's been here for 11 years. And, you know... Done a lot of good work, especially in the New Day years and the um so this was a thing where it's like people were definitely were crazy behind behind him. Like if Ali had got that opportunity, it you would not have it would not have been nearly as big as this. But it would have been big. But it could have been a thing where he was gonna be a next top star potentially, or um a guy that could be a great men or mid car guy for years to come. Kofi is a person that's already been a great mid car guy for years and this got him to the next level.
1: Yep. So, uh, eventually, Biggie and Kingston get in the ring. Gets they trade in spots and blows with Sheamus and Cesaro at some point, and eventually Kingston gets the win with a uh, Trouble in Paradise.
0: Yes, beating trading. people in the middle of the ring with his finish. This man is a. Uh, this man is now a top guy.
1: All right. And real quick, I know it's he's celebrating the match with his kids in the ring and his wife, and then the rest of the new day. A great moment. And I talked a little bit about this in an article I wrote a few months back, but I just really want to say it, get on here and say it again. Watching Kofi Kingston's rise from this mid talent to, um, to a top star in WWE for the moment or however long it lasts, it's really been incredible. Yeah. I remember watching this guy on WWE's version of ECW and then seeing him get that spotlight in the Money in the Bank, basically getting the torch from Shelton Benjamin and just running with it, doing all the crazy spots, the stilts, at WrestleMania 26, uh, that incredible performance he had, at, in addition to what Rob Van Dam and Dean Ambrose and uh, Seth Rollins were doing at the 2014 Money in the Bank pay per view, his Royal Rumble uh, performances, where he always finds a unique and creative way to stay in the ring. Like when he got gender out of there, like that, <laughs> like, yes. Like, there, his fuse with Dolph Ziggler, his, fuse, his matches with Chris Jericho, Ray Mysterio, and all these other people. Um, like all of this is, and then he ends up b- being this, this this godsend for Big E and Xavier Woods with the New Day, making tag team wrestling great. While the, after the Shield breaks up and all that stuff, mm-hmm. rivalry with the Usos and all that stuff, like Kofi Kingston's career is this uh, is amazing. And like, and I know Vince McMahon made the joke that he would go in as a member of the New Day and not as a singles career competitor. When you look at his resume you look at everything he's done in just the last few months, not even including the stuff he's done over the past decade plus, this man is a legend. And it's just been – it's one of those stories that you love to see from WWE, something that, that hits you emotionally. It's just – I'm i am enjoying every bit of this. And I'm just hoping that the, the opponent they set him up with for the Money in the Bank pay-per-view and whatever shows to come after are adequate. I don't want to see him get the uh, – yeah the 2004 run and the Daniel Bryan run where he's fighting Kane or yeah. in this case, the equivalent Baron Corbin. <laughs> and for record, I'm not saying Corbin's on the same level as Kane. I'm just saying the positioning.
0: I mean, what was it? Um, what was it for, uh, Roman right after 30, 31? Like he supposed, he was going into that show. He was going to win and they changed it that day. But he was going to be champion, and they were going to feed him with Big Show. Oh. They're going to do him versus Big Show. He he was your top guy, and they still were doing it. Like it's not even a thing. where, are like, so don't just think like Vince was trying to put the screws to people all the time. Sometimes he does, not all the time. Like he he really thought that him vanquishing a giant was going to. Endear him with the fan base, Roman. Like yep. him having him having non kick ass matches, were going to get him over. It's like no man. The is, best Roman is, has ever been is a Roman that has kick ass matches,
1: which is insane because he had a kick ass match of Big Show on that on the pay per view after WrestleMania, Extreme Rules.
0: Yep, but the build sucked. Well, you remember, he was like throwing him into like the <laughs> prop, uh, car and everything else in the in the prop uh, phone booth.
1: <laughs> man, that was almost as corny as when John Cena fu to a back through that uh, paper mache <laughs> money truck.
0: I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, but overall, like, uh, Raw was okay at best, Was had some adequate moments, like some stuff you didn't care for, the false advertising for no reason. Uh, and and then, of course, SmackDown is always consistent. Like, there, there hasn't been a bad SmackDown since... Last year, some of the stuff they were doing with uh, what's his name, uh, the guy we got fired, big cast. Oh God! Then, yeah, I mean, so. no,
0: look, okay, so me and Rich do, have done been doing this show since the summer of last year, um, like before Survivor Series. I'm oh, sorry, SummerSlam, maybe like week two before then. I would say that um, there have been bad Smackdowns before. The thing is, you almost forget about them because. Raw is normally always worse than it. Like, I think Raw maybe has won I mean, th- I mean at this point now we're at like a, s- we're past six months. We've been doing the show where we're, we're about, th- it's like the third quarter. And I think Raw maybe wins like uh, probably like 20% of the time, 25% of the time, maybe. Yep. I mean, and no, definitely no more than 30. Um, yep. so, so yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely like makes you think about, it makes you appreciate SmackDown more and also is the thing where like there is no need to come out there and do a a 15 minute promo to start off every fucking uh show to set the table or whatever else um you don't feel like you're just waiting between um you're just waiting at the bottom of hours just to get to the top of an hour um to get something that matters at nine o'clock or 10 o'clock pretty much you know there is no real wasted space in the two hours. I mean, I'm sure there's a couple of things you cut off every show, like anything else. But pretty much it's like we got a talented roster. We don't have enough time for everything. We don't have to overexpose everybody because we have to fill, you know, so much so much TV uh, time with especially with bad ideas. So it's more explicit show, and also they always have the better promos. Like the best promos in the company are Daniel Bryan and. Becky Lynch and uh and the Miz and you know like Kevin Owens and stuff like that. Like who's the best promo on on Raw right now? That that was on the show uh before this week.
1: Drew McIntyre? Mm, I mean, wow. That's cuz Seth Rollins, cause Seth Rollins I, I've always said that Seth
0: is Seth, Seth is, is not a money okay. He is adequate I think that Seth has cut one exactly one money promo as a babyface as a heel. When he cut the eulogy on uh, the week after he uh, he murdered Dean Ambrose by curb stomping him through a cinder block, yes, he absolutely is a he absolutely is a promo guy, uh, a good promo guy as um, as a heel as babyface. Nah,
1: he is adequate at best. I'm gonna take Suplex City and burn it to the ground. It's like, where's your energy? Yeah, <laughs> but, but like, like I was saying, SmackDown, great, uh, really good show. Yeah, prove you, know, you can have a good show without the false advertising. <laughs> Card, subject to cha- Card subject to change is supposed to be for when somebody somebody's gets injured, somebody's injured, somebody missed a flight, there in jail yep. or something crazy. It's not supposed to be because, hey, we want to get more viewership and better viewership for this one episode, so let's pretend like something's going to happen when it really doesn't. Well, joke's on you because it didn't work anyway.
0: Or we advertise something and change our minds. It's like, well, don't change yeah. your minds. You just advertise it.
1: Yeah, we don't really feel like it.
0: But. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we'll be back with the LeBron James U-Bum of the Week and Wrestler of the Week.
1: A name caller. What'd I say? Call I don't hear you say it. Call him a bum. <laughs> it's not a name call.
0: It's uh, a... All right. U-Bum. Welcome back. We are here to give you this week's LeBron James U Bum of the Week. Our nominees. Do I get a drum roll? Uh, Rich didn't get the drum roll, so I wonder if I can get a drum roll. We'll see. Um, we get the bar, who ran up on Kofi and Seth, and then got whooped, and then showed it the next day, and got whooped. I'm do that again. Bums,
1: tragic. How you how you lose your how you lose the fight?
0: Hey, why why you said tragic? I thought of that GIF with like with uh, Kim Kardashian looking shaking her head like tragic. Anyway, hey. uh, Lacey Evans who ran up on Becky Lynch at Raw hit her with her finish. Becky did not fall. Not only did she not fall, they brawl up the ramp and then she has to tuck tail because she's about to get her arm broken.
1: And you got a you got a little you got a little bit of kickback on SmackDown when you got her from behind, but let's, let's be honest, you lost if you only get one chance.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Mojo Raleigh, um, for Luna Vashining.
1: A man you never take
0: it to that step. It's not that serious. Chill out.
1: Get out of, get out of the mirror dimension, bro. Yeah. Dean Ambrose who
0: basically got verbally cucked um, by the by a real man uh by the real man Hall of Famer now apparently uh Bobby Lashley and then got whooped to be sent off to hell or wherever else that's not in front of the WWE television for now. Um
1: Man made a pass at your wife. You got you got your ass. You re-
0: got your ass whooped. Yes, that man got his <laughs> ass whooped in the name of trying to prove his love.
1: Yes, yes. You should have stopped yep. it in that love. Would have saved you some time. <laughs> Look,
0: there are plenty of people that have all been there where they've had to fight for the dignity and respect of their loved one, and had to catch a L. He is no different. There's no shame in that. However, he got his ass whooped by Bobby Lashley. Tough break. Um, So after that, we get the revival who lose to um, and back to back nights at at WrestleMania and also on Raw to Kurt Hawkins, the losingest or one of the losingest jobbers um, that is on the main roster regularly um, is embarrassing. Uh, They should be ashamed of themselves.
1: It's it's too bad that they that uh, Kurt. that Kurt Hawkins and uh, Zach Ryder don't do flips, because then you can make a whole story out of the fact that hey, then whole no flips, but no just fist. And Maybe we should amend that policy.
0: <laughs> yeah, but they don't do flips. They just they just bums. So, um, oh, and also I am going to mention a special uh, and also an um, honorable mention. I'm going to mention Bray Wyatt for that nonsense he's about to pull off. Um, he's spared this week because we're not. 100% sure it's him. We're only like 99.9999999. We can keep going on with the 9-bit forever. But that that is him. So, him. when eventually this show happens and it fails miserably, they don't get it. But just know that if it was 100% firm Bray Wyatt, he'd be on here and may have even won it. So, we'll move on to uh, this week's Wrestlers of the Week. Um... Fortunately enough, we have Blacksheep who kicked ass on kicked ass on Raw and kicked ass on SmackDown, um, beating you know the former tag champs and Rude and Gable, and also uh, along with Mustafa Ali um, in a in a fun ass match, um, beating Nakamura or uh, Rusev Mora, and I believe it was who was the who was the other person that was in that match?
1: Nakamura, Rusev, and Andrade, CNN.
0: and Andrade. That's right. In a in a, in a in a very good, entertaining, fun match.
1: I don't. So, I don't really care for these uh random parent tag teams, but when they work, man, they are all excellent. And this is a perfect example. You got a high flyer and a guy who kicks ass, literally. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so, we, <laughs> so, next is Lars Sullivan, debut week immediately in the wrestler of the week. Uh, uh. You know, uh, high esteem of the of rest of the week. He came out here and he's, he's killing legends. Um,
1: New after, legend after they
0: get stuff like you know you have that nice moment with with Kurt Angle to go off and you think you're he's about to like get the one up on um, Corbin and this nice thing or whatever else. And nah, we take that from you because he's evil and he's a monster. And then we get that nice moment with the, with the Hardys and it's all to set up for him to take it away by being the hell of these guys. And there will be no get back. There will be no program where Kurt Angle goes out there because he's retired because that man wanted to spend it on Baron Corbin. What they should have did was an open challenge and had Cor- uh, Lars squash that man. But this will suffice. This is much better. Um, so Lars, he's on there first weekend. Good for him. Then after that, we have Kofi slash the new day, because at this point this is pretty much how it's going. Uh, on this high street that they're on is very similar to the Becky run that, uh, later last year, um, where, you know, picking up wins, um, all the feel good, all of the joy, um, from the show and, and some of the protection that comes with being in a top spot now. So you have the new, you have them, you have Kofi beating people in the middle of the ring with his finishes, and celebrating at any he shows. He's like the he's like the new age steamboat now, family man. Love he it. got
1: he's got kids. Yes. <laughs> and he
0: also has a wife. He's a family man. And he's a good <laughs> he's a good ass wrestler.
1: Yeah. You're gonna be singing Kofi. I'm I'm gonna cop that shirt eventually. <laughs> so next on the list
0: is also uh Kofi's new tag team partner, apparently, Seth Rollins. Wouldn't that be a wouldn't that be could we can we can we get Kofi and Seth Rollins to do like a remake of the 2019 19, or 2020 version of 48 Hours with like less racism towards Eddie Eddie Murphy? You think we can get that one done?
1: Do you trust them?
0: Next do you even know be? what I'm talking about? Am I too old for you? <laughs> like what the fuck is 48 Hours? I get
1: what you're talking about. My question <laughs> is: Do you trust them to pull that off? WWE. Yeah.
0: Oh no 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 no! I would I would no. Nah, we'll go outside. We'll, we'll pitch that script to someone else. We'll pitch we we'll pitch that idea to someone else. No, no, nah, we we are we, not sending that to them. No, thank you. Um, so Seth Champ what Brock um comes out, teams up with the other champ. Part of all the joy of of the aftermath of, of WrestleMania and in, in this aftermath, um, leaves with his hand raised, victorious. Uh, along with the, the new champ, good day. It's a real good day for Seth Rollins, or good good week for Seth Rollins. Then after that, this will be the only time we can put a mill in this thing, I imagine, in any time ever. So let's do it now. Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, the Edgeheads, they, woo, yeah, they got the hometown pop, and then they showed up the next day and got the hometown pop. And they had both good matches both nights and they won the titles. Congratulations, you made it on the list. So uh we're gonna normally we do we go to bums and answer who the bums are, um and then answer who the wrestlers of the week are. So we're just gonna do it all in one wop. Simon, who do you have for your uh I can go over the list again? Who do you have for your bum of the week? Uh between the bar, Lacey Evans, Mojo, Dean, or the revival?
1: I gotta go with the bar because in the immortal words of Eminem, you're losing the fight you picked.
0: Losing the fight you picked, huh? Okay, so <laughs> that's a good one. So oh man. After that, uh I'm gonna have to say, looking back on it, um am I gonna be, am I really gonna am I really gonna do Dan Ambrose like this? No, I'm not. Mojo, this is terrible. You gotta stop this shit. You got, you got, you, I, you must stop this shit. You must not let them put you in that dark room no more. You must tell them no, and if they, if they say you're fired or whatever else, so be it. Take your ass on to something else and do something else with your life. You're educated. Um, you could do much better than what the fuck you're doing by doing this. Uh, like, got- I'm not saying some you deserve better or whatever else, but like, have some damn dignity for yourself. This is ridiculous. You're like a damn fool in these streets. Stop this! Stop it nope. right now!
1: Don't forget, you got the pool of the Gronk. They want that. <laughs> oh, the Gronk! He's gonna play the Gronk
0: political card, like like Nia with a uh, rock when she took that uh, that that sabbatical, huh? Okay, um, you know, whatever. Or that's what people say that sabbatical was. i you know, Naya clap back. I want to smoke. Um, so <sighs> hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'm I'll, I'll definitely going with Mojo. So you got, you got, you must, you must intervene. You must save your own career. So, Wrestler of the Week, Simon. I'll go over nominees again. The list of nominees are uh, the New Day slash Kofi Kingston, uh, Blackshe,ar Lars Sullivan, Seth Rollins, and the
1: Edgeheads. I want to give it to Lars Sullivan, but I got to rock with Kofi Kingston on the New Day. <laughs> Off of that fantastic match at WrestleMania, Kobe Kingston finally getting the WWE Championship, fourth black world champion in WWE history. Has a good match teaming up with Seth Rollins, fighting the dude who tried to beef with him in the in the main event of Raw. And on the next night, doesn't matter that back in tires with him, they still give him that work with Big E and Xavier. Nobody did no goofy heel turns or showed signs of dissension, it was a unity. It was a it was a group of friends hap, happy to see their brother succeed. And it was so I got to give it to them because they put on some good matches. He put on some good matches while he was doing it. I can't hate on that at all.
0: Yeah, um, it, I I I agree with you. Um, so I don't I think that's like Kofi slash they have won like three or forty things in like a six week span or something like that. But good, so be it. Like they've been hot to thing, and that's what it, it deserves. Like it's the hottest sing this week. Um, I mean they were the anchor for these t- shows this week, whether it was uh, the the screwed off um title for title match, or it was the main event of this show um, where they send the heels pa- the foreign heels packing. Um, so so yeah. I, I, Quick question, Simon. Uh, are, were you curious as to why we didn't get a USA, USA chant from uh, the crowd against the against the foreigners? Or or do we have or do you or just like acknowledge like we understand why they didn't get a USA chant?
1: Well, as I look at my skin for no reason. <laughs>
0: God damn it. All right. So, yeah, it's a new day. Um, uh, I think next week we'll will tally this up and figure out like what the new day's run is for wrestler of the week nominations and wrestler of the week wins. Um, recently, but yeah, they've been on a tear, and I'm happy for them because they've been doing a lot of great work for a long time. Um, when to give them an opportunity to do something they can sink their teeth into, um, or things with meaning, and it just goes to show you that like you when we talk when people say that like this such a talented roster and people like scoff at that or whatever else like no. This is filled with guys that are all that can, guys and girls that can all do um, amazing things. Have given the chance or uh, or spotlighted uh, with their talents, and you know it took 11 years, but Kofi finally broke through. And you know there, this is the year. Like there, there's there's a bunch of Becky's backstage. There's a bunch of Kofi's backstage, and. You know, if you ride with the people, if if you empower people to uh to have opportunities, that's where they can. That these are what they, the heights they can reach um, um with this roster. So, um, hopefully we get more Kofi's and more Becky's on the over the next coming months and years. And um, I think that'll be end of the show. Uh, Simon, thanks for filling in for for Rich and doing the show with me. It's, it's turned into a two hour extravaganza after I said originally like, yeah, well, I'm, we're only gonna shoot for. Um, 50, but but thank you even more for, for that, for sticking around and dealing with my shenanigans. Uh, do you want to get your plugs, man?
1: Of course, as always. You guys find me on Twitter, SGC Speaks. Find me Instagram, SGC Central. I'm a writer for Sports Kid. And I do some opinions, pieces, and cover some news. Uh, just today, I wrote about Dasha Fuentes being released, which is why I mentioned that earlier in the program. Uh, so you can catch me on sports just type in my name Simon Cotton you'll be able to find me at some point I'm gonna get back to doing my own podcast via anchor I just haven't found the right topic yet so who knows what that's gonna be might be about money in the bank might be about uh, what's another big thing this whole Brock, Brock Lesnar needing to, to leave and I'm sure people aren't tired about he- hearing that <laughs> uh, but yeah so check me out when you can And also, before we leave, I just want to say, happy birthday to Rich.
0: Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to Rich. I'm salty. I didn't get the invite. Anyway, be sure to check out the rest of the shows on the LLP Network. The Doc Says, Kingdom of Honor, The Global Revolution, Art, This Show, Sports Entertainment is Dead, The Perfect Ten with Imp, The Right Side of the Pond, and also All About the Elite. And also be sure to check out me and Rich on the Social Suplex Podcast Network where we have a more global discussion about the news of the wrestling world and also my Thursday review show NXT Then Now Forever, I cover this week's episode of NXT as well as a retro review from five years ago that particular week we'll be covering actually the TakeOver show so check it out thanks for listening but more importantly sorry Chad